showdown ds 2020 baby right around 2020. the corner 20 right around the corner <sighs> where are we on the mountain now brent where where is it where? Ooh man okay <laughs> bringing, going back to that bringing back metaphors we, we're, we're getting yeah the peak isn't quite in sight yet <laughs> what is i'll it say be? that i feel like it's optimistic to say that the peak yeah. is not quite in sight but you know the last base camp we were at, yeah, you know it's out of it's out of our eye line now. We can't even see it. I don't We've even know tracking. where we are. I can, it's we're just in a <laughs> a, a snowy kind of white like just we're here to do something special. <laughs> cut it and it people off. saw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cut you. I'm gonna just go and shut this down uh, before the avalanche on the mountain happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we're here to do something cool and something special and something that um, that a lot of people, I think, are, are doing now that we're reaching the end of 2019. It's basically December as of our recording of this mm-hmm. right now. Um, 2020 is right around the corner. It's crazy. Like, yeah. who... Like, I knew it was going to be 2020, like, next year, but it just doesn't yeah. quite click that it's a whole new decade. Yeah, man, you know, absolutely. A whole new decade. So usually people like to use the tens mm-hmm. as a, as kind of a you know a a, a, a point of reflection, yep. and you know that's obviously what Brent said that a lot of people are doing. And why not us at Director Showdown? Yeah, man. Why I because I, uh, I I've been yeah I've been thinking about you know like like maybe like writing something for the site and something like, you know, or something like that. And then I was like, writing, let's just writing takes work. Well, and it's a thing of the past. Nobody reads anything. Nobody writes. Nobody reads. Okay. That's it's 2020. White people only listen to podcasts. What else do they do? They don't read articles. And that's, (laughs) that's probably our audience is white, (laughs) white guys in their twenties. Yeah. You go to Reddit too much. That's true. Um, What's up our movies? You guys are terrible. <laughs> you guys are the worst. Someone needs to I'm going to try and post this on our movies. I know. And that'll go over great. Someone needs to sit y'all down and say, guys, Iron Giant was fine. <laughs> Galaxy Quest yeah. was fine. Here's Kurosawa. Here's some Bergman. Here's some Bergman. Here's some... Tarkovsky. Yeah, Tarkovsky, yeah. Scor- even Scorsese. Scorsese. Yeah, we just got done watching, yeah. uh, or I came in in the last act, mm. but you just got done watching The Irishman. Yeah, we can talk about The Irishman for a bit to keep the suspense going here. Okay, yeah. sure, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, I don't think we'll get a chance to talk to The Irishman, like, unless we do a Scorsese. Um, Which 
I would absolutely Season. love to do. But I was talking to Sean at work actually yeah. about it and how uh, friend of the show, pr- uh, prior guest Sean, yeah, who Bernard. was on uh, Inherent Vice and uh, what what else was he? Uh, Benjamin uh, Button, Benjamin yeah. Button, old, yeah, ben, yeah. Our old pal Ben Buttons. Yeah. Um, Those are great episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Good friend. Uh, but yeah, we were talking about doing Scorsese. He was like, why don't you guys do Scorsese? And then I like brought up cause he was hanging out by my desk. I brought up his filmography on, uh, IMDb and mm-hmm. I was like, well, Sean, it's difficult because there are yeah. like 12 movies that are kind of required yeah. if you're covering Scorsese. And then I went to IMDb and looked at him and I was like, Oh, scratch that. Actually, it's about 14 <laughs> movies at least. So that's why he's going to be, uh, well, yeah, you know, somebody down the road. We've I think. had so many discussions about Scorsese season because we, we both love Marty and yeah, sure. we know that it would be just so difficult to leave something out, you know, and we wouldn't want to spend, too much time on just one director. Yeah, and it's like it's also you know it's it's in the name. It's a showdown. It's like how do you how do you have fourteen movies on one side and then I mean, unless you have an endless year long yeah. season of him versus like the Cohen brothers who also have like fifteen movies that you, you have might to as talk well just about. rename the podcast Cohen's versus Scorsese. Yeah, just, and just make just that make that yeah, just cover their movies. Which is until, not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Maybe that's a uh, <laughs> director showdown in 2020. Maybe that's the show, but mm. yeah, Irishman, man. Um, it, uh, is, is, it's, it's great. I, I, it's I, a lot to unpackage. I it almost is a like, lot. I almost kind of regret us talking about this. <laughs> well, now. well, we could just say, yeah, we could just say our brief thoughts, like the stuff that we were just talking about, yeah, cause yeah. we don't have to dive into it. But mm. I, I think like I was telling you, I think it's a really, fascinating like culmination of stuff he's been fascinated with in his filmmaking career since the beginning. It's like, um, since, you know, one of the earlier things like mean streets all the way through to something like silence, it's, it's him Mm. doing, you know, his kind of like, uh, Scorsese mobster thing. And it's like him doing it differently. Like he never does, you know, that stuff the same, like, I've heard people like since Irishman come like came out saying like, Oh, it's another like Scorsese mob movie. He keeps making these things. And it's like, Uh, they're all fucking different. Like you asshole. Like you don't understand. Like each one is different in its own way, even though they're about like crime. Sure. But, uh, but it's that. But who the fuck cares either? So what if he's doing mob movies? Yeah, exactly. Who gives a shit? I mean, Uh, Tarantino does his like fucking pseudo Westerns all the time. Like who fucking cares if it's good? It is good. It's good. It doesn't And matter. it is good. Yeah, it is Mar- good. Marty makes good movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, and also this kind of side that almost kind of sucker punches you in like the last hour of Irishman yeah. where it really hits you with this like, I don't know, like fatalistic, uh, like. Well, what's, what, what, I guess, spoilers. Can I? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, skip, uh, skip a few minutes. Let's yeah. let's like cap it in well, a few okay. minutes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so what was interesting is that like throughout the movie, you'll meet certain characters who who were real people, and yes. he would always Marty would always put like like what happened to them. Loved that. And I love that concept. It's yeah. so brilliant because yeah. you just feel like this sense of dread like surrounding. Um, De Niro's character, um, what's his name? Um, Frank Sheeran. Yeah. Frank Sheeran. The real person. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, everyone around him is just like dying in these horrific deaths. Yeah. And you see that like one of the, one of the only, one of the few people who like lived 
a long life. I, was, I loved that because yeah. it plays like a joke, but it also kind but of underlines. It's yeah. kind of like the thesis of the movie where <laughs> that guy, the guy who lives a long life and dies of natural causes is the one who like was liked by everybody. Yeah. Like generally yeah. liked by all died of natural causes, like 2000, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's just like, it's just so interesting because, he 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 doesn't go a horrific death like everybody else like who was hated right mm-hmm. but yet he has to deal with the consequences of the actions of yeah. you know his all, all his criminal activity and backstabbing right yeah so in a way like the people who died so instantaneously and just in a yeah. horrific manner never had to deal with the shit that yeah. You know, the hell that he had to face with his daughter. The, and, the hell of living. Yeah, the it's, hell it's, of living. Yeah, yeah. it's it's interesting. Yeah. It's it's all about consequences. And not to say, like, some of his, his kind of, like, uh, like, crime movies in the past haven't been about consequences. They have been, but they, mm-hmm. they have been in flashier, kind of more mm-hmm. surface-level, slightly ways where this movie really it deals with the fact that at the end of the day, like everybody dies and everybody dies alone. And what are you going to, what are you going to think about before you die? You know, exactly. It's like, what, what legacy are you leaving behind? Mm -hmm. It's like, what's, what's the point of it? And it it really makes me, it like, I recently watched uh, the wind rises and it really feels like Scorsese's like fucking the wind rises, which is a crazy comparison because they're such different movies. But uh, it's it's like these directors like Miyazaki too. It, it feels like these directors who were like, like almost like they, they reached the top of the mountaintop. You could say, mm-hmm. and they're looking down and being like, "Hmm, man, there's like, some. There, maybe I shouldn't have left that tent up there." And uh, <laughs> that was something I kind of not proud of like that how i set that up you know what i mean (laughs) yeah yeah it's all good yeah it's all good but yeah no and it it feels like these guys uh who they both have martin scorsese and miyazaki both happen to be guys in their 70s who are older and they're looking back on their legacy and it's uh it's yeah man it's i mean we we can i don't know do you have any other thoughts on on irishman no i guess we can we can uh i'm gonna move on because definitely we keep keep going but you know This, that's not what this this episode's about. This episode's about the decade, the decade baby. in retro Hell yeah. spect. So, Brent, what? How? How do you want to start this off? First, Where do you want to go? What do you want to okay. present? I want to. I want to lay some ground you know, rules here. Yeah. Some some ground rules. So we're talking. So first what's of the all, safety word though? Banana. It is sure banana. As the minions <laughs> love, and as we love the minions. I don't want to talk about them too much because they might pop up on both of our lists here. Uh, but so I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Uh, but uh, no, we're talking 2010 to 2019. Yes. Yes. Which is this year. And we know the year's not over, but we, you know. But, you know, it's just too, it's too, mm-hmm. it's just too hard to include. Yeah. Know, super. There, there, whatever's there's left. There's a couple movies that are, that I've seen in 2019 where it's like, ooh, boy. Honestly, maybe Irishman might be one of them, but where it's like, <laughs> where it's like, oh man, but it's just too recent. Like I, I need time to kind of sit on this movie yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, really, you know, collect my thoughts and think about it. But uh, yeah, so 2010 to 2019, I also wanted to ask you, Adam, uh, you just as kind me, of a, huh? Huh? 
But I was going to say, as, as kind of a fun uh, kind of test, how, how many do you think we're going to have in common? Because I also want to say, Adam and I don't know each other's lists. We don't. We don't. Yeah. <sighs> I think you and I are pretty similar. Uh, and this is something, you know, this is a, a thing where, like, people's history and listening to the podcast yeah. will uh, kind of factor in, maybe. It'll, it'll make this more interesting. But uh, I think... At least five, but not at more. At least five. Okay, at least four, but not okay. more than seven. I think I th- I'm pretty comfortable with saying like four, maybe five. I think there are four that like are going to be on the same, are, are, yeah, are going to be on yeah, our yeah, list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I yeah, I just wanted to say that because I think it'll be fun because it's it's a mystery to both of us, even though we uh, have, have you know. I think Adam and I share a wavelength to some degree. Uh, yeah, and a we kind of you know, know we're you off phase sometimes, but I think generally we're we're pretty yeah pretty pretty on point for sure. Okay, so do you want to you want to you want to go at this? Well, do you want to say the well, well? Let's go back and forth first of all. I think I think back and forth. So you start you <laughs> okay, start okay. with your ten, and let's let's. What if set we this just rule. said them at the same time and they're all the same? And then we talk about oh Jesus <laughs> Christ, and then we our heads explode at the end yeah. of it. Uh, well, I was just going to say if if one person mentions a movie that happens to be on your list, I say that we just clear the air and say like oh that's on mine, and then we both just talk about it, right? Or what do you think? No, let's go through the list. Man, how should we do this? No, okay, yeah, we can do that. No, yeah, okay, because I think that'll work too. Yeah, yeah, because not, yeah, yeah, because then it ruin the suspense, right? If we say right off the bat, that's true, right? I guess. Okay, so do you want to do you want to kick things off? So we're talking <laughs> number ten, guys. Yeah, but we're not gonna. Are we gonna talk about the movie <laughs> like right off the bat, or are we just gonna go through the list? Oh, should we should we save talking about all of them? Yeah, do you think, or should we just talk about? I I was thinking. Whoa, shit. Yeah. Me, I, I was, think think, I was through, thinking. Yeah, I audience. was thinking we talk about them as we reveal I them. I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. All that'll right. draw out the suspense, okay. man. Okay. It'll yeah, keep yeah, the yeah, tension yeah. up. Okay. But let's let's start with Adam's number ten. Number ten. Yeah. Okay. Annihilation by Ooh. Alex Garland. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, this movie, uh, I, I you know, you gotta give up to my boy Alex Garland. He is. Uh, he he's a real amazing writer director that uh is is who who who's usually known for his writing but now stepped into the director's role and Annihilation yeah. was his latest film and I feel like uh my my boy and my movie need to be given a shout out you know like that yeah. movie wasn't didn't make too much money it's one of the lesser known movies but when I saw it uh, I didn't get it right, right away, and that always pulls me in. And For sure. you know, after more rewatches of that movie, it's, it's it is a brilliantly woven plot about just human nature and entropy. I mean, speaking of the Irishman, right? You know, like about like yeah, just for sure, destruction is an, an inert mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. of humanity and i feel like uh, we focus a lot of on on creation but no we we want yeah that's why it's called annihilation right for sure. self-destruction yeah yeah man annihilation uh is a a beautiful movie and it's also yeah it's it's uh, like beautifully shot the it, it feels like um if anybody's seen like tarkovsky's stalker it really feels oh, yeah. almost like a modern 
update to that. And what's funny is like, it, it almost feels like a more like mainstream version of stalker, which if you've oh, seen that annihilation, hilarious. We, that's hilarious to think of. Cause yeah. annihilation is look at its box office. But, like not a mainstream movie at all. And if you've seen stalker, then you know, you, you exactly understand what yeah, Brent it is trying totally to say. Makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no man, that's, mm. that's a great, I, I, I'll, I guess I'll just say like it, it's not on my 10. I think it's like my 15 or 16. I fucking love yeah, yeah. Annihilation. Like and I Annihilation. Didn't, I didn't expect so... you to, to put Annihilation on there. So it's, I kinda... it's in that role where I could swap it in with one of the yeah, 10, dude. Like it's sure. I, Annihilation was a movie that like like we saw it in it came out in I think February last the, the year. worst month for Which is not good. <laughs> yeah. Not good. And yeah. also their yeah, Netflix's whole release mm. uh, internationally totally fucked that movie mm-hmm. but um but no like we walked out of that movie and i like we talked about it like uh in front of the theater i was like i don't think i'm gonna see a better movie that year and i didn't yeah and there were like great movies that year but i didn't see a better movie than annihilation and to set that tone like in february in february is is really months. crazy yeah. yeah yeah um but yeah annihilation is yeah, i remember like us seeing the ending and we just like looked at each other and like oh dude okay yeah right. i mean that final <laughs> 15 to 20 minute period is like it's it's what you hope out of the best movies it's like a oh, transcendent yeah. thing that like combines it's so hard telling yeah it's so hard to nail that third act when you're yeah when, when you've had everything so good before but then it really even transcends all that, deal. dude. Like, yeah. yeah, it's all good. Like, the whole movie is such a wild ride and, like, so entertaining and scary and, like, uh, philosophical and kind of, like, making you think about a lot of shit. Mm. But then that ending happens, man, and you're just like, wow, this is I, – I was just, like, completely in awe of that mm. ending. And what I, what, what I really love about it is that it challenges the viewer to actually, like – look up actual like physics like you have to learn you have to understand of you know like yeah. how refraction works and just how um and what's what's so cool is that it uses like f- real physics in a way that's mystical you know it yeah mi- dude mi- that's mixes, a good way to put it yeah yeah he mixes like real physics into a in a in a magical way, it's so interesting because I've never seen that before. Because one example is like using um, refraction to refract DNA to make the DNA like represent in different ways mm-hmm. in the environment. And it's like, of course, that's not physically possible per se. Yeah. But he's using that that. Um, uh, mechanic to make something interesting, you know? Yeah. And, I, and that that's so cool. Yeah, definitely. So that's, and that's what yeah. like great sci-fi does. I feel mm. like it, it takes an idea grounded in mm. realism and it, it extrapolates a, a larger idea on top. Exactly. Of it. exactly. Um, yeah, man, that's a great number 10. Mm. Uh, my, my number. Yeah. 10, let's, let's hear it. Yeah, man. My number 10 is a uh, spike Jones's her. Hey, that's a good one. Yeah, I was um, uh, I was thinking maybe that one. Yeah, man. As well. uh, I think that's my fit. One of my fifteen as well. Yeah. Hey, yeah. there you go, man. Uh, I mean, for for Scarlett Johansson's audio scene, that you know <laughs> that should have been my number. Dude, that's yeah. That seems wild. Okay, so yeah, this this is a movie that I've um, 
I mean, it came out in, I th- uh, Jesus Christ, I think 2013. Yeah, it was pretty... Um, it's, it came out a while back, but is a movie that has just stuck with me mm. like through the years and that I've probably seen four or five times. Um, and, and I think what I love about this movie is that it is... It's so easily digestible and like fun to watch. And it's, I think it's, it's like vision of the future mm. is really, um, grounded almost. I think grounded. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah. it's this version of the future where everything is just like, if Apple, like, you know, <laughs> ran the government and everything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, uh, you have this, like their idea of like nostalgia for like, uh, like their clothing and stuff like that kind of feels yeah. almost like a, a kind of throwback in a sense. Um, it's like mute, but better. Yeah. Kind of. Oh, geez. <laughs> 30 times. I better. can tell you mute. It's not in my top it's, 10 dear listener. Yeah. It's not, you, yeah. Not near my top 10. Uh, but no, I th- I think her, I mean, as it's just, that's another movie, man, where, and this will probably be a running theme. I think for probably both of us where like the, the movie was, was great up until a point and then it kind of transcends it and it becomes something really special where, uh, you know, it's, if you guys don't know or haven't seen it, first of all, you should go see it, but it's about this guy. I think it's like Theodore something, yeah, uh, played by Joaquin Phoenix and, and like one enough. of his most, huh? That should be enough. Walking Phoenix. Yeah, definitely. Like yeah. one of the best actors of the decade, if we were to give, uh, yeah, I an know, award right? like that, God. man. Uh-huh. Wow. Easily, easily, maybe the best actually. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. in in one of his like most grounded human roles, I think he's ever played. Yeah. Where he wasn't like a, a crazy, insane person. Yeah. He's just like this he's a normal and, guy and he has a mustache <laughs> too. And even then you're like, yeah, this guy seems really nice and pleasant and it's crazy, right? Yeah. That's how good he is. For, yeah. He sells a mustache. He sells a, and, uh, he sells a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> only Joaquin. Uh, Hey, he's what he's walk, walking the walk. Uh, what sorry, is I'm that? Brent kill myself. I'm going to delete that. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> but no, no, it's, it's yeah. And then he falls in love with an AI. And I just think that can be such a hacky corny concept in the way that it's like Spike Jones direction, man. Like, yeah, any, any, he needs to make another movie, man. Cause like Spike Jones is such a go confident. through another divorce, I guess. Ooh, I'm talking <laughs> at my collar. Uh, but yeah, man. And like, it's, it's about him following, falling in love with this AI, which is voiced by Scarlett Johansson in like a really great, uh, like voice performance. Um, and yeah. And then at a certain point, like, things start accelerating because it's a movie about AI kind of in the background behind their like romance and falling in love and stuff. And then, uh, and then it kind of transcends that and becomes something like really beautiful about like what happens when you like outgrow the person you're with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah, man. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a metaphor, but it also works like in the movie and has a lot of fun sci-fi concepts. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I love her. Hers. That's why it's so interesting. It's like almost like Spike Jones is admitting Mm -hmm. that. I mean, I I can only be speculative here, but like Mm -hmm. uh, Sophia Coppola maybe outgrew him or something. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. That's fascinating, man. Yeah, there's like a whole story there. Yeah, a whole narrative. Because yeah. like, you know, 
Sofia Coppola, she she's she's done so much and she's accomplished a lot. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I maybe mean, he, it wasn't he won something... the Oscar for writing this movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But then she, again, he wrote it before he won the Oscar for it. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's he's getting his own success. Well, I mean, the best stories are the the ones with the most honesty in them, right? Yeah. So there you go. Very true. And her has a lot of it for sure, man. You know, yep. So beautiful movie. Go go watch it if you haven't seen it. All right, man. Number Numero. nine. Maybe a little uh, bit too soon ooh. to put this one in, but you know. Uh, I, 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 it was, it's a little difficult for me to have it that down below, but you know, it's a top 10 of the decade. So it was hard, but I mean, that's high, man. That's high. I think I know what it's going to be. It's Mad Max Fury Road, Uh, which is an amazing movie. I love that movie. Absolutely. Like, I feel like as we're going through these, I'm remembering each theater experience I've, I've seen with. Yeah. Well, we can, I mean, yeah, we can bring that up too. I mean, uh, did I see this? I don't think I saw it. You saw it. I think Amy was there. Your wife was, I saw it. Yeah. I saw it with Amy. Yeah. Uh, I think I was there. Wasn't I at Alamo draft house? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, we, we sat together. in the corner. I don't know why I remember this. Yeah. We sat in the corner on the, <laughs> the upper left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember having a carnivore pizza like I usually do. Oh, those carnivore pizzas are fucking good. We should be sponsored by Almo Draft House. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we we drop, always fucking drop, them drop a lot, the, plug them. You yeah. know, we're going to go talk to them and say, hey, you ever hear a director showdown? And they're going to be like, no. <laughs> Make it the official yeah. Draft House podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's a good pick, mm-hmm. man. It yeah. is definitely not too soon to put that in. That's but yeah, say. you know, George Miller out of fucking nowhere <laughs> just yeah. decides 70 to, year old man. He just decides yeah. to do this. And he, I don't know what the fuck happened with him. Did he have like one of those end of life crisis ease? Well, and uh, was from what I've heard, man, it's like he wrote in pictures, this whole movie on like a flight he like was on a flight and he drew this whole movie. How long out. was his flight? A long one. It was like a 12, 13 hour flight. I well, think. Oh, I think I read about this. He, he also did the sequels on that flight too. If I'm I not think mistaken. so. Yeah. 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 Which like WB settle your bullshit and get fucking him making those All movies, right. please. So um, this is what we need to do, Brent. Let's get, yeah. take a plane, have it land in San Antonio, but we're going all the way around the world with it. And, then <laughs> and we're going to have a trilogy. Gonna <laughs> we're going to have a trilogy drawn in pictures by the time something's going to pop up. Uh, no, but yeah, yeah. And that was, that, that's apparently what happened. And then what's crazy, you know, what's insane about Fury road, man, is it was a project. It was a, it was a movie or whatever. I, I, when it was in production, I was like, dude, Tom Hardy's doing like a mad, mad whatever. Like who cares? And and then, <laughs> well, and then it was like plagued yeah. with all of these problems, man. Like mm-hmm. there were all these like leaks about like, man, it's the in trouble there. Yeah. They, they went out to do like two months of reshoots and I was just like, man, this thing's probably going to be a disaster. Right. Yeah. And then like the comic con trailer dropped and everybody was like, Oh, what the fuck is this <laughs> now? This looks insane. Mm. Um, but I mean, it's, yeah, it's your number nine, man. What, what, what do you want to say about it? Really? I mean, like, I, you know, it, it's hard to even, uh, talk too concisely about it. You know, um, yeah. it is just a fun ride. Like that's one of the Definitely. biggest things I can say about that. You could talk about, you know, the politics involved with it. 
and it's yeah, you ideas, know, yeah, it got some sure. cool. It's got some ideas about you know gender and whatnot. But you mm-hmm. know what? You don't even have to worry about that because it is just a beautifully done movie. The yeah. stunt work is just so amazing. And the action sequences are stuff, you know, you, you just yeah. don't see in cinema nowadays. Sure. Like, the, the biggest one that comes to mind is just the fun one on the desert where they're on, like, those, uh, what do you call those, the pools or whatever, and they're launching yeah. themselves on top of Well, that's of the a cars. lot of the movie, man. The whole movie's a car yeah. chase. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. this is a particular one. But, I, I know, yeah. But the pacing is also <laughs> great as well. You have a lot of speed-ups, and then you have some slowdowns, and it just never feels... yeah dull at all you just like for sure i'll be flipping like well one of the one of the things i like about going on vacation is that you know you this this totally related you'll have a you'll be in a hotel and i don't have cable right Uh and it's so interesting to like flip through channels to where you can't like have any control over the schedule yeah and now I'm talking to you, Gen Zers, because you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but like, y- you ha- you flip in Mad Max for your road is on. What the fuck else are you gonna watch? Yeah, I mean, you gotta watch. You it gotta, to the end. <laughs> you gotta yeah. watch it. It, it just draws you in. Yeah. It's uh, honestly, man, Mad Max Fury Road is one of the most. I won't quite say because I I'm, I don't have the other examples that would fit this offhand, but. Uh, of like the most, like the best. Let me start over. The Martin, the, the movie, the movie that fucking knows exactly what it is the most. Oh, like yeah. like Fury Road you mean knows confidence. Co- yes, yeah. incredibly confident. But it mm. it's it also just like knows exactly what it's trying to do. It's not like dressing anything up more than it needs to. But it's also just like flashy and stylish as hell, and is just like pure action storytelling. Yeah, and it's yeah. God damn that movie is so fucking. I've seen that movie probably four times now. Yeah, I saw something it like th- that. two or three in yeah. theaters. Because mm-hmm. um, that that was a special experience, man. Seeing that for the first time and just being like, "What this? What it came the fuck? out of nowhere. Is, yeah, it man, it really nowhere. did, and it it was one of one of the biggest." Uh, surprises for sure yeah. of the decade because man. when yeah. I was getting ready to watch, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's probably just another action movie that looked kind of cool." Yeah, like I heard it's good. Yeah. Like, let's see. Yeah, and then I was like, Ooh. "Yeah, insane! This man. is amazing! This it's is so amazing!" Charlize, fucking Hardy, they're so mm-hmm. good in it. Um, uh, yeah, you know the gross ass, gross ass babies, baby. Oh, thing. the little baby guy. Yeah, yeah. little baby. There's oh dude the world building in the that world movie. Building. some of the best world building uh, in a movie for sure mm. too um, and it's so hard yeah. to you know compact all that shit and because there's a lot of shit going on in that world yeah Miller yeah. was able to make it to where it made sense it made yeah sense you know for sure yeah, yeah. and I, I guess that's that's part of the yeah milking, what I mean the blood and you know just all that yeah sense. I yeah I think I think that's part of what I mean when I say like it knows exactly what it is it's like mm. it knows it's a movie it knows it has roughly two hours to fucking get in and get out so it's like mm. there's this whole world and he's like let me just show you this shit and it's yeah it's brilliant yeah. because you know, he uses Mad Max as that, like, hey, you're Mad Max. Here, yeah. 
you don't know anything what's going on, so I'm going to use you as a vessel for the exactly. audience. Yeah, to, and, uh, and and he doesn't. Yeah, and he doesn't really need uh, exposition. He has like visual exposition where mm-hmm. it's like truck going to this place, and then you. Well, see that's the what truck. I mean. Is yeah. that like Mad Max is like he he's just going through the motions and is since he hasn't been to that like city the you know the fat guy city yeah gas and he's like being thrown through like the system of that place mm-hmm. and you're like okay so this is what this is all about because yeah clearly mad max himself does not know like this place as well so we're kind of yeah. experiencing it with him yeah you know? that yeah. for sure it's like, it's like keanu in the matrix where it's like what whoa. is all this at least i have whoa yeah it's like at least at least i'm like i'm keanu in this yeah the, like the, the the uh lightning rod the grounding yeah for sure guy. yeah um yeah man that's a that's a fucking excellent pick for uh all right. top 10. so what what's what's so your numero my my nine number oh. nine um is uh is one that that i thought a lot about and i I'm, I'm I'm happy with putting on my list here. It's uh it's get out actually. Get out, all right. Yeah, man, Jordan. Peele's, get out of town. Get get out of here. Uh, no way. Yeah, uh, it's Jordan Peele's uh, first movie. Jordan which is Peterson's nuts. Jordan Peterson, <laughs> the opposite <laughs> of Peterson. Uh, Jordan Peele. Yeah, man, and yeah. this is a movie that actually actually fits in that in what we were just talking about, mm. where like I I didn't really expect too much like. It's like, oh, it's a horror movie. Jordan Peele, interesting. Like, this should be at mad, least interesting. Mad TV. Speaking of Mad Maxes, was he? Is he from Mad TV? Yeah, I believe he is. Am really? I wrong? I I don't know. Let me look it up really TV. quick. Okay, I'm I'll, I'll pretty talk. sure is he's in Mad TV. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, it's a movie that that um really came out of nowhere for me. Uh, and that uh, you know, we we saw in a crowded theater. And was just a fucking blast to to watch unfold. It's it's like it's the rare thing. Um, and this is this is I guess kind of a theme that I try to follow with my ten. It's like which movies like kind like kind of hit the most like check the most boxes in yeah. what I like out of a movie. Adam showed me a picture of. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to do that. I've never been more derailed in a <laughs> a picture of Bobby Lee, Mad TV's Bobby Lee. You guys remember Bobby Lee? Looks like he's not doing great. But I don't I don't wanna I don't know. Maybe he's doing fine. Maybe he's doing great. We all age. We all watch the Irishman. We see that. Um But no, yeah, okay, and Get Out was was a movie that uh similarly I've seen three or four times now, and it's just like it's incredibly well written it's it 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 unfolds like this uh it's almost like a like well it really is it's like a mystery film almost right. uh that is kind of wrapped up in in horror too but it's funny also like it it's Jordan. it's an insane achievement man where it's like well yeah it, we we've yeah. talked about how like uh yeah. it, the funniest people are the ones who also know what scares us at the same time, you know, definitely yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's like, it, you think of like Jim Carrey or something mm. like that. And some of his like dark performances or like Steve Carell has gone on to do a lot of dark stuff. I mean, we all saw Marwin. We went to Marwin and back, um, <laughs> the, the horror movie of the, 2018. The horror, yeah. The get out of, uh, 2018, <laughs> the masterful work of, uh, <laughs> 
of George Zimbig. of Bobby Z and Bobby fucking Z. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Um, but but no, man, it's it's uh, yeah. I mean, get out, get out is is also a movie that like really spoke to its era. It came out in in a post Trump world, which wasn't really by design. Like Jordan Peele was making it before the election, uh, but then really fucking struck a chord with people, and it's 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 easy to see why. But um, well, that's what's so great about Get Out is that it's not even like traditional racism that it comments on. It yeah. talks about liberal elite racism. Yeah, it's the insidious you know? yeah. like, hey, hey, man, I like it's I like voted that quote, for Obama. Man. Yeah, I would have voted for Obama for a third, third term. Time. It's like that insidious racism that like sneaks in and is like is is still around, and it's like shining a light on the on the on the corners of the room that you think already were already yeah had a think, light uh, on them or something that's a bad metaphor, it's like you know. uh you know what shakespeare say doubt protest too much sort of thing where it's yeah, like yeah yeah these people are clearly like trying to express that they're not racist to where it becomes racism you yeah, know what i mean for sure yeah and it's and i i just want to like highlight mm. man i think the master stroke of get out is in its ending and how fucking hard it nails that ending, man, where you have, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, who's fucking great in get out, uh, you know, getting out basically Mm. like he's finally getting out. And he, uh, I think he just killed Allison Williams or he's like, no, he's about to. Mm. Right. And then you see the, ah, dude, this moment is like a fucking, this is fucking cinema right here Mm. because it like ties in, all of the shit you're bringing into the theater with you, like when the when the car alarm or not the car alarm, the, yeah, the police, police lights, siren, yeah, like drive up, and you're you're just like because you have the context of reality yeah. within you, you're just like fuck. Well, Jordan Peele wanted it to spoilers yeah. wanted it yeah. to actually be a real cop, a, a cop, and then I, I actually watched that uh, deleted scene, and I think. It, the master stroke of it is like in in that he said, "Oh, we don't even need that. We don't even need yeah. to have that explicit scene for people to process that entire ending." Mm. You know, um, but yeah, man, over, like front to back, that movie is like so tightly written and directed. Um, I'm really excited to see what Peel does. I, I liked Us a lot. We don't have to get into Us too much. I think yeah. Us is going for some bigger stuff. Uh, that's a little messier and it's more of a Trump, Trump, uh, era movie, if anything. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. Um, but also similarly has a lot of, um, big ideas and is also, uh, very well directed. And like, I, it made me think of like a uh, poltergeist or something like one of those, like really well directed eighties horror movies in the middle. Well, yeah, he met, he, I mean, he references Chud all the time in that movie too. Yeah, for or us. C eight, yeah, C H U D. Yeah, that's like one of those um, kind of horror exploitation films that you know, like I haven't seen it, but I mm-hmm. looked it up and it was like about people who these toxic people who like live in the sewers that come out and like yeah, you know, wreak havoc and stuff. So. Yeah, which is sure. definitely like uh, similar to to us for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. um. Yeah, I mean it's it's exciting. It's definitely uh exciting to see that that he 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 he's a guy who's just 
popping up and he is already getting to kind of do whatever he wants. And I think that's super cool because it's going to, it's always going to be original and it's going to be interesting at the very least. And, and, you know, well, I think he'll do. Akira! Oh, that's right. He was talking about Akira, right? Yeah. I kind of hope not. I kind of hope that he, uh, I don't know, keeps making. I mean, if, it's, if it's good, I mean, it's good. If it's good, it's good. Yeah. That's very it's true. Um, but yeah, get out. That's my number. Nine. Number nine. So fuck, man. We're on. We're on eight. Number eight for me. Numero ocho. Ocho. Let's do it. Inherent vice by Paul Ooh, Thomas Anderson. Man. It's so nice. funny because I did not even see this in theaters, and the only reason why I've watched this movie is because we had to do director showdown season of it, and yet. Yeah. I watched that movie like five times before uh, we actually podcasted it because I yeah. needed to unpackage like what that movie is all about. Yeah, that that movie really like stuck its claws in you, man. Because like, yeah, you, like we I think we watched it. Yeah, we, we watched, watched it together, it together for you, like, your first time. You were like, I need to see how you react to this. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. Yeah, because it's a movie that. uh hmm. I, I I think uh, if I recall, even going back to if you listen to that episode, I I hadn't really cracked it, and I was like, I'm oh, yeah. coming to Ch- Sean was on that one. Um, I was like, right, wasn't Sean on that one? I yeah, Sean was. was on that one, and um, basically that episode is just me like spouting like everything I found. Yeah, exactly. Well, movie. yeah, man, that movie you watched like a bunch, and mm. you you kind of cracked that movie open for me. Mm. So so yeah, what is it? What is it about Inherent Vice, man? That like. Well, yeah. it's just like it. It, it is a. I, I just gotta have a postmodern film in <laughs> top ten. You know. Yeah. How could How could I not? After saying that words too many fucking times. That's you know, true. Absolutely. I feel yeah. like uh, uh, the, there's there's a bingo. There's a bingo. There's a bingo. Bingo word it's a for bingo. for you people keeping track. Put it on the card for you people keeping track. Yeah. Um, to see and. Yeah, the, this movie is just, it's on another level because if anyone even knows Thomas Pichon's work, you can't read that shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, his, like I tried reading Gravity's Rainbow probably, probably around six times now. And I always gotten around to page 100, which is still a lot of pages to get through. Yeah. And I just keep restarting it and I just can't do it. Yeah. But I know... I know the reason what he's... I, I understand what he's doing now, like what Thomas Pichon's doing. And for Paul Thomas Anderson to, like, sit down and decipher and put together a script and then film said script of Thomas Pichon's, like, novel of Inherent Vice yeah. is something that, like, I don't think many people really respect or understand you know <laughs> appreciate I or think, appreciate also, yeah because sure. you're gonna watch inherent vice and you're gonna say like i think edward edgar wright said this it's called it, you know it's inherent twice right you had to go you gotta watch it more than once <laughs> i love that that's great and uh yeah it's true like or inherent gonna, thrice <laughs> what's what's the fourth like christ Freus? Freus? That's, um, and thrice yeah um, but yeah, it's, it, I, I mean, I watched it 
you know, four, four or five times, like before the <laughs> podcast. And, and I, and I finally got it. And, you know, it sound and the movie's not short either. It's like two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a girthy two. And it's a, a girthy. Yeah. And it's a, a dense fucking movie, man. Yeah. Some people might think it's a slog, but yeah. what is, what is so cool is that, the denseness is almost absurd. Well, it is absurd. Yeah, yeah. For the sake of being absurd, and that's the idea of the post, you know, postmodernist movement, right? Mm-hmm. But what's even insane, more insane, is that Thomas Pichon somehow like uses the density. It's not like how do I put this in the most simplest terms? Like, there's postmodernist like art where it's like you splatter a a paint can on a, you know, a, um, on some paper and you say, you know, this is society, right? Some shit like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, the artist wasn't really trying, right? They were yeah. just saying like, oh, this is commercialization because they can sell that fucking thing for like thousands of dollars. Right. Yeah. Uh, what, what Thomas Pichone seems to do, and I don't know how and Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson seems to capture so well is having, all that absurdity to convey absurdity, but still have the underlying subtext that still, it still has point. There's like meaning behind the intricate details of it. And it's like, how do you do that? How do you, how do you like make something that's purposely insane and then also still have something underneath it all? Yeah. I don't know. And, and to this, I mean, I, I, I probably have about 75% of that that story like down yeah. maybe, maybe even lower. Let me 50, 75%. Mm-hmm. It's still probably a lot to unpackage with that yeah. movie, but it is still enjoyable. Even if you don't understand what's going on, that's, that's yeah, the fucking magic about it. Yeah. Because yeah. even if you don't, and this is, this, this was my takeaway before you laid out kind of uh and you guys can listen to the episode maybe you have but uh when you when you laid out kind of the boy i guess maybe i can try to word it uh this is going to be done poorly i'm sure but but when you laid out like what the movie is doing where it's going from the top of society to the mm-hmm. bottom and about how uh how ideas and fuck, oh, do you know what I mean? No, no. Yeah. What we like what the about. movie's doing. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're the appropriation by the yes, elites. Yes. Uh, uh, like anything cool gets appropriated by the big business, the mob and the government. Yeah. And that's what inherent vice is all about. Like that inherent vice is a physics term mm. about how like, something breaks down regardless of external forces, regardless. Like if yeah. there's an inherent vice, like inherently entropy is going to, yeah. Entropy is the word I was thinking. Yeah. Of. Yeah. For it's sure. going to happen. And no matter how cool you think something is, mm-hmm. uh, no matter how hip it's going to break down and the rest of like society is going to appropriate from you, yeah. you know, and you can either, I mean, you know, Doc Sportello, it's like almost a, an epic to where it's like you can either like let go like with Shasta, mm. you know, and, and get with society. Yeah. 
where you can hang on and, you know, be miserable as well. It's like, it's, it's so, it's so good because it it made me kind of like, I, I wouldn't even say nihilist. I would say like more of like, more comfortable with like whatever I liked or something. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Cause it's like, why give a shit about anything at all? Because anything you know, cool is going is gonna to be yeah. lame in five years. Like anything. Yeah. Yeah. So don't be like a hipster to where it's like you like things cause no one knows about it. Just like what mm-hmm. you like sort yeah. of thing. And don't care if like, you know, your boss starts saying psychedelic or something, you know, yeah. it's like, you, it, it shouldn't take away from what it is unless you want it to. You know? Yeah, it's it when when you brought that into the podcast that that was kind of the key to yeah. to unlocking the bigger ideas of that movie. But even on a surface level, I had already seen it three or four times, I think. Hmm. Um, and it still it still plays like this really fun, like albeit like confusing. Like, like dazed and confused. Yeah, like this, like a dazed and confused kind of like um, a better example is probably I don't know, like even like Big Lebowski, man. I think it has a lot of comparisons to Big Lebowski, and Lebowski's doing actually a lot of similar stuff to that movie. Um, but uh, but I mean, yeah, and it's it's still just on its surface level a really entertaining ride. Um, and yeah, I mean, fucking Joaquin's in, in that shit too. Again, he's fucking great. He's so I'm, good in that. Her and Inherent Vice. Yeah, man. Wa- Joaquin's fucking Joaquin, popping up. He's dude. walking up. Yeah. Um, but oh shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. We so now you are doing your oat show. All right, man. Well, we, it's, it's funny that you say Inherent Vice because, uh, I, I have, uh, Inside Lewin Davis is Inside my number eight. Lewin, you know, I was debating. I'll just say that yeah. now. I didn't put that one in my top ten, but oh, well, that's you know I was fine, uh, you know it's yeah. my top fifteen for sure. That's it's a great movie. Uh, yeah, it's it's one of those movies where if you listen to our Once Upon a Time in Hollywood episode, I talk about like Daisy Infused or uh, even Boogie Nights to some extent. These these movies where you watch them and they're they're really low key, and it's like uh, you're just kind of on a ride with like a character and you're like kind of just on, on this guy's travels with him. Uh, in this case, Lewin Davis as he's just fucking fails. Like this movie, this movie's all about like, what, what about those people in society that are forgotten amongst the like large movements of society and culture? Like the people who are like, talented but they're not quite good enough that they just fail and they fail it and happens they fail. way more than it does yeah than the succeed yeah, like the yeah. or the uh yeah the successful times mm-hmm. and uh that, that it, it was just a movie where i kept an ode to those people yeah, yeah it was it was like a, a love letter almost to the, those mm-hmm. people specifically in like 60s like uh new york like mm-hmm. the folk music scene around like where bob dylan was coming up but um, yeah, it's one of those movies where I, I think even a week or two, it was that soon after I watched it, I I was like, I want to watch inside Lewin Davis again. There's something about that movie and it's just so sad mm-hmm. and like melancholy. There's like such a, a sadness to that movie, but it is also really funny. It's, I mean, it's the Coen it's brothers. The Coen so brothers, yeah. yeah. So you have that balance of like the darkness with some really fucking funny, uh, dialogue and also characters like John Goodman is super I fucking forgot he funny. was in that. That's right. yeah. He plays yeah. like the, the guy who sits in the car, the whole movie. And it's like, hmm. 
Uh, it's fucking hilarious. But it also has uh, that was that was the movie where I took note and was like, oh, this Oscar Isaac guy's like a fucking star. Like this guy is incredible, but he's also like playing and singing all of the music. In That's the movie. insane. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, that soundtrack I still listen to like fairly regularly because it's it's so good. But, sad boy soundtrack. Oh man, that sound that sad sad boy <laughs> folk music, man. I love it. Oh my um, god, I gotta pop that in after this podcast for sure, man. It's 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 uh, great though. Um, yeah, I, I I need to watch it again because it's probably been a a year, year and a half. But that but that's how confident what, I am. What is? I mean, I don't want to yeah. put you on the spot here, mm-hmm. but what what truly is? the point of the movie. And before you say that, I want to preface that like the ending is so interesting to me to that movie. And I, I think about it, I actually think about that ending from time to time. And it's weird that I haven't seen it in such a long time because I think about that ending. Yeah. Again. And it, well, it's, it's the, it's the Bob Dylan thing, right? Is what you're talking about? Where he just he see he it starts the same way it ends, man. Like he he's singing, oh, yeah. And it's like okay. the exact same scene from the beginning. Like he just starts the whole movie once again. Well, I, I, <laughs> I feel like you you just said it. Like you you yeah. just said it's it's the cycle. It's the it's cycle like, of failure, and that that you can go on these these long adventures towards success, and you end up right back where you began. It's kind of like music, you know? though. Is that like when you listen yeah, to yeah. a song? You're like, you're like, I want to listen to that again. I started over. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's like as if yeah. he can never get out of it. Yeah. You know, he can never get out of like what his genre of music is almost like. It's always like he's just known for that. For sure. Like sad boy story. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's <laughs> like, we want to just listen to the sad boy song and yeah. never let him move on almost. Yeah. That's a good fucking read, man. <laughs> that's know, a that's, good, yeah. interesting read. I like that. A it's lot. all, I'm just pulling that out of my butt, but no, yeah, yeah that's, that's, yeah. yeah I, I always found that in, uh, ending really interesting too. Just had, it's the same and mm-hmm. it ends in the same place. Well, and then, and then you never find out like who that guy is like the get the guy who beats his ass and, mm. and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what, what was that seven number eight? Oh, that was eight. Okay, so now we are on siete. Siete. Adam, what is yours, my friend? <laughs> Gotta give it back to my boy PTA again. He's back. <laughs> He's back at it again with the master. The master is number yeah. seven, and you know the master is. It, it's interesting because like the first time I watched the master, I was like, I don't know what this movie is. You know, I was like, this is good. Yeah. But I don't know what, what it's doing. Yep. But, you know, after our episode of Director Showdown, I feel like it's like we're <laughs> plugging the own our own show yeah. here. But We're going to cover, yeah, I guess we're covering some yeah. movies that we fucking talked about. There's going to be more in the future. For sure. Yeah. But essentially that movie is just fucking amazing because that, it, it it's it's a movie that like really helped me understand like just how to do masterful eh? masterful uh, right there. cinematography yeah, and yeah. what what it what it means like to have uh, framing that is consistent throughout the entire film like where yeah. like how direction is just so important in that movie on which way. Um, oh, man, I feel terrible for not remember his name, but Joaquin Phoenix's character. 
like which way he goes. Just literally where yeah. he walks is so, like the direction on this screen, which way he walks, yeah. and which way everyone else walks yeah, is just man. so important to conveying the ideas that are uh, expounded. Freddie Quell. Freddie Quell, yeah. Freddie! 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 And just not only that, we the the actors in that movie. Yeah. It's, it's just like career the best. Notch. Yeah, man. Career best. It's I, I, I think that movie is popping up on a lot of people's lists very yeah. high up because in large part also because it's uh one of maybe the last big like Philip Seymour Hoffman performance, mm. man. Yeah. And he is like Tough God game. dude. He yeah, man, he is incredible in that movie. He's so fucking good. Mm. Um yeah, man, the master. It didn't make my. It's like number like thirteen or fourteen. It's like right there. Shit, really? Yeah. Oh man, I thought this one. You thought it'd be on there? I know, I thought, man. Yeah, I know. I it's it's uh. I know, man. It's it could easily <laughs> be like number six or seven. Yeah. It's like that that movie. I have just like put on. I've probably seen that movie six or seven times. Like that movie, I still don't really get honestly. Like mm. I, I really don't. You should listen to yeah, the director director showdown episode. I, I should listen to it, right? Yeah, yeah. you should listen um, to that one. I bet those boys really get into it and crack it open. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just such a mesmerizing, like intoxicating movie to watch mm. uh, due to like the composition, like composition of the images, the soundtrack by um, Johnny Greenwood. Mm. It seduces you like Philip Seymour Hoffman seduces Freddie. Yes, absolutely. Um, Yeah, and it it, it is also like a pretty timely movie, I think, getting even more so um, just due to the manipulation Hmm. um, of uh, the master. What what, what is his character's name? Oh, it's at the top of my head. It's... uh, The master. Yeah, the master. Philip Seymour Hoffman. But... uh, yeah, man, and just just where that movie goes. Um, but who is the master at the end of the day? See, the movie was really cool about like flipping mm-hmm. that idea on its head. It's that because at towards the end in the third act, you see the breakdown by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, and that he obviously was is way too deep into his own movement and is no longer really the master because he has no idea what he's doing anymore. And everyone yeah. believes in him, and he's just he's just making up shit now, you know. For so sure. he's a slave to his own like uh, <laughs> ideology, you know. See, what I mean? ah, dude. Okay, I'm sorry. The thing, no, 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 dude. Okay, that's you. You are highlighting something that I find so exciting and that I love so much about the master. Um, in that, like, it's it's a movie I'm going to be watching for decades, mm. and that. I'm like, every time I pop it in, I'm going to be like, I think I can get it this time. I'll, yeah. I'll like fucking crack this movie this time. I will mm. understand it. And like, that's such a fucking cool. It's, it's awesome to have a movie like that where like you revisit it and you keep revisiting it being like, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to understand. I'm going to fully get everything and it's all going to come together. But it's also like, you just love watching it. Yeah. Because it's so beautifully made. And, uh, acted and written and, and I'm trying and to think of a stuff. movie where it's like, yeah, it's good. And I'm just watching it for the sake of like, you know, understanding cinema. 
and but you don't really enjoy it. Ooh, that's an interesting you know comparison. I mean? That you don't it's okay, but you don't like really enjoy. Like it's like it's like oh yeah, you you just need to see this movie because it's a classic. Oh, then maybe yeah, maybe it'd be like an old like an older. This is gonna be a hot take right here. Oh but fuck! Okay, any. I feel bad saying this. Are you gonna, I think I know what you're going to say. Really? You yeah. think you're going to say Hitchcock? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know you have like a real, but then again, like, I haven't I seen I a hate, lot. I yeah. Like, I appreciate mm-hmm. his intelligence in cinema. It's just like, it's like, I feel like it's all just a personal thing. Almost. <laughs> like, yeah, it's sure. It's hard yeah. to watch now. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then you have a, you have a hang up on the, uh, the lighting, the, the lighting in, yeah. in a lot of those Hitchcock movies. Well, how do you well, feel about any, Psycho? Psycho's good. So, yeah, Psycho, Psycho because yeah. black and white at least like you can get away from the stage lighting a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um and plus it is interestingly well lit and different from his other Cuz movies were yeah. in color at the time when he did when he made yeah, that choice. Cuz like Rear Window like it looks like a fucking theater. <laughs> like you it's Yeah, it it's, like it's that odd technicolor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not not really his fault, really. It's like any movie from that era is kind of like sure. that. So, except for Kubrick, <laughs> hey. Hey, he won't be making the list. On, on this <laughs> well, if he, <laughs> yeah, if he did, then we'd be in some weird metaphysical like black hole if yeah, that happened. Yeah. Um, no, man, but yeah, the master. I'm the, the master was on my ten like as. Yeah, as recently as yesterday, like mm. I, I, I've just been shuffling it around, and it's like other other movies have just kind of crept in because I, I just, just revisit them more the and enjoy, you know. And now, like if people listen to the podcast, they know that you and I watch movies. I think a little differently and kind of mm. appreciate slightly different things in in different movies, mm-hmm. um, which will lead to siete for two seven for me, a movie that we've talked about huh. in the top ten. What? Uh, so this is where I put Fury Road. Okay. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know we obviously should, don't have to we, talk. Yeah, we don't. Have to no. Talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's fucking excellent. It's it's like a, it's like a, a visual. It's like a master class in visual storytelling and like action directing. Mm. Um, and yeah, and then we can just go to six now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your six, man? New uh, six is. Drive by Nicholas Winding <laughs> Rifle. Yeah. And okay. you know, I couldn't I couldn't leave it out. I just couldn't because yeah. it's not that I knew that was gonna pop up on It's ears. not that it's like the most like because like I feel like so far, like I we I, I listed the master like in inherent vice in these very intelligent movies. And Drive Drive isn't an intelligent movie in the sense of like <laughs> plot. Yeah. Right. It's very intelligent way of way of aesthetics, and that's what's so fascinating about Nicholas Winding Riefen. Yeah, is that like he is like so intelligent when it comes to style. It's almost like he does like a meta, like a meta, like analysis on like the vacuous nature of style and beauty, mm-hmm. because he knows that like there's. Then, well, like neon, the neon demon is one of the perfect examples of of this meta sort of analysis on beauty. Yeah, yeah. But Drive is just so goddamn gorgeous. His framing in that is is he just knows. I mean, he comes from a photographer background, so he knows exactly how yeah, to make things look sense. so fucking cool. Yeah, and that movie is just like 
if you're a dude, you like cars, mm-hmm. you like violence, <laughs> you're going to like drive. Dude, it's like, yeah. you, got, you got Ryan Gosling as the lead, and he's got a cool-ass fucking jacket. And he's got I toothpick guarantee, in his mouth. Toothpick in his yeah. mouth. And I can guarantee fucking tea. Every fucking 18 to 21-year-old bought that jacket and became uh, the driver for Halloween that year. Absolutely, man. You know? I that, certainly wanted to. Yeah, dude. I mean, that, that movie felt like a um, a pivot or like a turning point in uh like cinematic like coolness almost yeah. like it really did man because i remember seeing that in theaters it was 2011 is that when it came out mm-hmm. it was it was a while back but yeah. um but in just being like totally kind of like like kind of blown away by how fucking cool that movie was and uh like how, in in its patience and its pacing uh in, yeah, and his like compositions, like setting up the shots and stuff. But even I, I think Drive is a really special movie in that I think it has a lot of his best work mm. um, as far as straight up directing and um, action directing and stuff goes. Like the opening car chase, I think, is incredible. Oh, like yeah. it's so tense. it subverts like what yeah. you expect from like. A car chase, you know, yeah. not just like going sixty mph like right off the bat. Yeah, dude, it's, it's like stealth it's, mission. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, he ties in those like tense kind of like more. Mm. It's a thriller in more ways than yeah. it's an action movie. See, you know? like Nicholas Winding Riefen's like, you know, yeah, he's caressing your thigh right now. He ain't touching your dick yet. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's building you up. We've talked about a lot of this, I think, <laughs> on our tool to die young. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, thing. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, I I agree wholeheartedly. And I think another thing that I said on our tool to die young, one of the two episodes we did is um. That dr- or maybe on our drive episodes, we also talked about that. But is that drive has more like memorable scenes in it? Oh yeah, than a lot of movies that came out in the last decade. Oh, like honestly, for sure. I'll, I'll tell you, this didn't make my ten. It's in my twenty though. Like I fucking love drive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't think it would make your ten. I I, I had that prediction. It's like seventeen head, yeah. or eighteen. It's yeah. like I I fucking adore that movie though. And uh, but yeah, it it just has so many fucking great scenes. Like the elevator scene always comes to mind mm. when it, it takes on this, like, uh, it's, it's not, it's not real. It's almost like, uh, like you're in a fairy tale or something. The lighting oh, yeah. shifts mm. and it just becomes this like intimate moment. That's like punctuated by extreme gore but, and yeah. violence. And that's like him fucking summed dude, up. In I'm one saying scene. dude, he's like fucking, what was that? What was that genre? I coined like dark, dark uh oh shit fairy tale like dark fairy tale shit yeah 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 oh fuck i can't remember because that was how i described like only god forgives another like dark fairy tale like for sure genre you know yeah which is such i think that's a it's a cool kind of uh thing it's not like brothers grim is what i mean but like yeah kind of a fantastical yeah yeah, modern thing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's a that's an excellent uh that was number six, right? That was number six. Now your number six. <sighs> Alrighty, man. Uh, number six for me, um, and I had to rewatch it to kind of like figure if I wanted to put this on here. Hmm. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. I knew you had to have at least a one Marty. In oh, there. I had to put my boy, my boy Marty in here. Um, yeah. 
Wolf of and, Wall Street is still interesting for you, though. Yeah, man, yeah. and it's it's uh, it's it's a movie that uh, that just hits a lot of like checks off the list where it's like, and that makes it sound more clinical than I think it is, but yeah. it's 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 a fucking incredibly entertaining movie, um, and it, it's it's Scorsese kind of in his Goodfellas casino mode. Um, just slightly removed from the mob. Like it's not directly with the mob, but it's, it's one of those stories. It's a three hour epic about, um, bad guys basically taking advantage of a system, um, to get rich and to take power. And like Scorsese has done that a bunch and he's done that on multiple, like various levels. Uh, but Wolf of Wall Street was just so timely Hmm. in coming out. Um, uh, what was it like five or six years after the, like, uh, after, uh, the housing crisis collapsed and, and all that stuff went down. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a, uh, a really entertaining, but, but in a way that, uh, you know, in the third act, similarly to the Irishman, I think really undercuts, (laughs) And make sure that you understand the message of the movie. It's like, oh, you're you're into all this shit, huh? Yeah. Well, let me tell you why you should feel bad about being into all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Scorsese, yeah. Scorsese seems to always have this sort of identity crisis in his films in the sense of like, mm-hmm. like, it's almost as if he would be really into like fetishizing like, you know, all this debauchery and bad stuff. Yeah. And then he undercuts it in the third act saying, ah, yeah, dude, this is bad. And you're into <laughs> it. And I, that's what's so kind of, that's kind of cool. With, with, with yeah. Well, does. it's, yeah. I, I think he understands that like, um, he like, he like wants to, what I love about Wolf of Wall Street is that he wants to put you in their shoes. Yeah. And why they're for a large chunk of it to, to like make you understand like, this is the energy that these guys felt. Yeah. And this, this is what it was like to like work for these guys in, in this moment. Um, that's why everyone was into it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like why they got so rich, why so many people wanted to be involved with them. And then, and then that's what I love so much about the end is when it undercuts it. And, uh, when he like, punches Margot Robbie is like the, one of the big moments. Yeah. And you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is all tracking. It's not yeah. like this is like uh, out of character yeah. or something. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just, I just think it's an incredibly like timely movie that is entertaining and yeah. that I can, I can, I can, I've watched like multiple times also and just never gets old. Seems like Scorsese has a issue with hubris. It seems mm-hmm. like what his, uh, main, um, yeah. sin that he always seems to go back on is pride is the, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pride and definitely power. He's, mm. he's really interested in, uh, various forms of, uh, power and control oh, and yeah. how they affect sure. the people within them, mm-hmm. I think. And how much people, what are people willing to do to get that power? To, to yeah, to keep it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, man, that's my number six. We're, it's a we're good halfway. Choice. It's a good choice. Yeah, man. To number five. Cinco is another Alex Garland film. And that's, 
Eggs Machina. Oh, I love you for putting that on there, dude. It's not on mine, and I feel Man, like shit for it. On it's yours? not, dude. It's Man, eighteen. That's weird. It's eight. Dude, literally, our twenties are probably the same. Yeah, but like, yeah, just like inverted. I guess, yeah, maybe, who knows? Uh, yeah, dude. That's oh, so funny. Mind. Yeah, Ex Machina is a great movie. It's um, like another movie that I was like, oh, yeah. you. The same with Annihilation, I feel like. there. It's like, oh, someone in Hollywood gives a shit about science, and it's so strange to, to, to see that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, I think I had read... Um, Super Intelligence, the AI book that was recommended by Elon Musk, yeah, like a year or so before that movie, and it was just really cool to see like a movie that did take like the dangers of artificial intelligence like seriously and intelligently as Ex Machina does, yeah, and sure. um, just it's it's so it's such a great like. What, what, what do you call this type of movie? Capsule movies or like one setting movies? I don't know. Yeah, it's like one location. Yeah, one like, lo- uh, like a little. I, I know it's a word, a, a capsule movie. I don't know. Yeah. Like I forgot the word for Bo- it. Bottle episode. Yeah, bottle yeah, movie. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. And you have it in this like beautiful, so beautiful hotel. Yeah. It's a real hotel in Norway, I think. Oh, really? I didn't know Yeah, that. I was That's like, cool. I need to go there. And That'd be badass, yeah. It, of course, you know, I don't want Alicia Van Kinder to come and, like, murder me in my sleep. But, yeah. You know, that would be that'd be a cool way to die, to have, like, a naked oh, sure, Alicia yeah. Van Kinder. Stab you in the yeah, stomach? sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. George. Sure, George. Sure. And, that's, uh, and it's so funny because it's, like, fucking... You got this is so funny because we got Joaquin Phoenix and we got our boy, our Guadal- Guatemala. Oh, boy. yeah, dude. Oscar Isaac and Oscar fucking Isaac. Joaquin are all over the There's this a 10, fucking dude. trend here. And put uh, them in a movie together. Why aren't I'm they saying. in a movie? They should be in like a buddy cop movie or something. I don't know. Oh, Just something, shit. something PTA directing a buddy cop movie <laughs> with Joaquin. That that'd be the I think that'd probably be the best movie ever made. Yeah, I think probably. that'd probably be the best movie. It of has all time. been like the seventies or something. Oh, that'd be so. A Starsky good. and Hutch. That's actually good. Jesus, dude, that's that's an inspired idea. <laughs> it's inspired idea. That only going through a top ten can give you. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Ex Machina. Man, that that movie would be right fucking at home in my ten too. Man, I love Ex Machina. Mm. Um, and it just like the the structure and the kind of like unveiling of the kind of like the mystery and what exactly is happening. Well, yeah. yeah. What's so great is that the whole movie is, you know, about like, um, Oscar Isaac trying to unlock like the, the first AI that can escape, right. Mm. Make the true, the truly the best AI. Right. And it's almost like you are, it's like the the audience is also part of the Turing test. You know what the Turing test yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where yeah. it's like you don't know if you're talking to a robot or a human. That means it That's passes, how it right? passes, yeah. And it's like you're watching the movie and you're like, I can clearly see that she is like a robot, right? You see her internal organs being robotic and mechanical. Yeah. And you start like saying during the movie, you're like, Oh yeah, I mean, she seems to like be well intentioned, and I'm kind of like 
thinking Alex Garland's the bad guy, sort of, uh, not Alex Garland. <laughs> Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac is the bad guy here. Yeah. And then at the end, she's just like, <laughs> got him. Yeah. And man. she gets out and you just like, you almost like, oh, you, you, it's such an amazing ending. Cause your mouth is just agape and you're like, Oh shit. She's actually was just playing them all the whole goddamn time. And we all failed the Turing test sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Know. It's like, it's yeah. like you walk away from that being like, man, I mean, we all kind of fucked. Yeah. yeah we're <laughs> oh, and it's geez. truly the, the essence of like that movie is that AI can do that. You know, it's, uh, it's not something that is different from, I mean, you can say the same thing about like psychopaths. They could probably do the same thing anyway, but it's just amazing that, Garland uh, spins or weaves a blanket to make you feel cozy with Elisa Van Kinder and trick you into the eyes for supporting her. Instead, yeah. she you know she ends up like murdering um, Oscar Isaac and then locking the poor the poor man the poor dorky four uh, chan Don, incel Don, Donald Gleason yeah Donald Gleason yeah, um, in the room. You know, one of the Weasley brothers, yeah, um, in a room where he's still a virgin, and until he dies, <laughs> he pretty dies. much, yeah. Uh, that movie is brilliant. It's it's a brilliant movie, and uh, I I I wish we could have more intelligent uh, sci-fi movies like that because like we need yeah. to have themes like that that really push our intelligence. So. Yeah, man. Alex Garland is, is a real, uh, is a real goat for the last, uh, last decade for sure. Mm. He's a real fucking, fucking amazing, like writer director. Um, what did, what the, uh, the fucking quote I was trying to find is what is, what does Oscar Isaac say when he gets stabbed? He says something like, so like ah, the quote is so good. He's like yeah. fucking, what does he say? Fucking righteous. Or he's like fucking, Something oh, like he's that. like justifying, like what? Yeah, but he yeah. says like one specific thing. I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't even find. I couldn't find it looking for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Ex Machina um, is uh, is a really amazing movie. Um, oh shit! Okay, Let's all right. What Cinco. Are, what are we at? Wait, wait, wait. Is it Cinco or yeah? It's Cinco. You five. Were, yeah, five. Okay, yeah. Number five for me is uh, Robert Eggers' The Witch. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, man. I forgot about I forgot Good about old, that one, and yeah. I. I'm not surprised they, they, they <laughs> popped that one. It, it's definitely yeah. a good one. Because, I mean, yeah. The Lighthouse, I was debating on putting on this one. <laughs> oh, jeez. But Holy I, uh, shit. Well, I I'm, decided I'm, to opt out of that. I know. Yeah. I'm so, yeah, I, I need to see The the Lighthouse. Yeah, you haven't seen yeah. The Band, light, Lighthouse. Light, lighthouse, The Band. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I have their full discography. I just need to see them, see them live. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, man, uh, 2015's The Witch by Robert Eggers was a really interesting and actually pretty unique experience for me seeing it the first time. Um, my wife and I saw it at uh, the Draft House, and the movie uh, left me kind of cold because it it puts you it just fucking puts you in it just puts you in there because yeah, he, Robert he, Eggers he comes in with no condom he just it, you know absolutely man slaps you right into the Ro- 1600s <laughs> baby exactly he Robert Eggers is like 
fuck easing people into this. That's you are just there. Yeah. And absolutely, that's what I love about it. But like seeing it for the first time, I was thrown by that. And yeah. then there was so much happening in the movie that by the end I was like, oh man, Dude. okay, I need to sit on this. I need to sleep on yeah, this. Yeah, like when, because Sean and I watched it actually. Yeah, and I, I re- talked to Sean about it, yeah. Yeah, and like I remember going into it, I was like, oh, I heard this was good, but I was expecting like, you know, just another like horror film. Mm-hmm. And then when they all start speaking like, you know, authentic 1600s, like language, yeah. I was like, fuck, okay, this is what we're doing here, huh? Yeah. And yeah, it was, it, I didn't know what they were saying for, for a lot of it, but yeah, they same. didn't take away from it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for for sure. Um, and and it, it, it's a movie that definitely rewards multiple viewings. Yeah. As my wife and I do every Christmas time because it's our Christmas movie. As I it's think I mentioned on this, it's it's a beautiful, wonderful Christmas movie to watch. Um, but this is going to be like a metalhead or something. I hope so. We can only hope. But uh, no, it's it's a movie that I I feel like uh, truly captures something about like the essence of evil. Like I, every time I watch the witch, I feel like I'm watching something that's actually evil. Like that movie feels (laughs) like there's a true, like darkness to it where it's like beyond horror, beyond terror. It feels like, and this is maybe like me being raised in like a Christian household. Um, it actually, man, I actually haven't, I guess maybe unpacked that, but it's like I, I think that plays into right now. Yeah. yeah, this is maybe a little bit of like uh, post-religious uh, ex-Christian like therapy here. But like that—that's that's the horror of the movie. Is that like what if we are with this puritanical religious family as the ultimate horror uh, like comes to fruition? Like fruition, and it's real. It's not fake. It's not bullshit. Like. This is a fucking witch. This is like true evil darkness, like that Satan himself is like conjured up, basically in the form of Black Philip, I guess. Um, but <laughs> yeah. but yeah, man, and it's like uh, I I think it really got under my skin, and like to the point where like the next day I was like, wow, that that movie fucking blew me away. I need to see it again, like ASAP. Um, and I've, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen it a whole bunch of times now and that movie just, uh, man, it really gets under my skin and it just feels it's, it's, it's goddamn dude. Fucking Robert Eggers. Do you feel uncomfortable when you watch it or something? No, not, not uncomfortable. Well, I mean, now mm-hmm. that I have a, a baby, uh, there's some scenes in that movie that are like really fucking dark Yeah, that play differently. Like when Amy and I watched it last Christmas, Atticus was born and when the baby stuff was going down, we were like, man, this plays differently. Yeah. Like this definitely plays differently when you have a kid. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I want to talk about the ending a little bit because I think the ending is one of those moments that we've talked a little bit about where it kind of transcends everything that came before it and becomes something like really special in that, like it's, it's kind of all about like Thomason's, um, like her also a great name for a girl. 
I kind of Thompson. Wanna... It is. That's right. Yeah, yeah. we talked about that. It's, it's... kind of weird that I would like to name my daughter if I had one, Thomason. Oh, it's given metal, the dude. hell yeah, yeah. Given the uh, context of that movie, and... well, you know, I just like the name. I don't know. It's a, it's a pretty name, yeah. but um, but yeah, af- after her own like self discovery and her like emancipation from her you mean religious puberty. Well, that too. That too. Yeah, definitely. She, it's a metaphor for just like going through puberty, pretty much. I, I mean, that's that's a read. For sure, that is a read. That is a big one. Um, but but yeah, and then she she overcomes all that uh, to like find true freedom in like the devil's embrace. And I think that mm-hmm. ending is just God, dude. It's it's I I, I fucking love it. Like the the black Philip. Like would thou no? What is it? Was D- that dost, like would would it thou, thou dost like to live deliciously? deliciously. And, uh, yeah. And then just like the floating up into the trees, man, it's just like one of the best movie endings I think I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Um, yeah, that's, that's mine, man. That's, that's number five for me is the, it's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. I'm surprised at how little uh, overlap we have so far. far. There's going to be some. We still got four more to go. Yeah, there's going to be some. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think there's, I'm going to guess there's going to be two or three actually. What is your number? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So f- number four then. Okay. And you probably know what this one is. Uh-uh. Holy Motors. Holy but, Motors. Not quite then, I guess, for the overlap. Really? But but yeah, man. But I told you that. I, I know. I literally told you that yeah. I was gonna have to shove That's this true. motherfucker in. Yeah. Holy fucking holy motors. Holy motors (laughs) is something that could not be discussed in the few minutes that we have to discuss this movie. But I feel like I needed to have, I, it's like I needed to have this movie on here. It's like almost like, Oh, it's a movie that is, It is hard to describe clearly, but <laughs> it, it is it yeah. is a masterpiece. Yeah. And no it qualms push, here, Chief. Absolutely. It pushes what cinema can be and what yeah. it can do because it, it is such it's almost like it's almost like cinema itself. This is the best metaphor I can give for this movie. It's like cinema itself. Imagine a human that is a is cinema, right? Okay. And it's it's at the it's at its therapist and was like, "Hey, there's no magic like in me anymore. What am I supposed to do now?" Yeah. And Holy Motors was like, "What happened after it went to see a therapist and it woke up and had a new breath of life?" Fuck. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a really good metaphor for sure because the whole movie it's like it knows that you're that you as a viewer is aware of all the is is aware of the the um the 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 fake reality of the comforts the comforts of, of you watching yeah, a movie of a movie yeah and it I, I won't get into the specifics because we have we don't have too much time, but we, yeah, we shouldn't, yeah, really, I think, mm. yeah, I mean, like recommending you should watch, watch it, it if you're a big movie person i don't I, I wouldn't do it for the casual even even yeah. then though, 
I, I think really? it it is so fucking bizarre and interesting yeah. and like idiosyncratic that I honestly think a lot of people would put it on and just be like, what, what the fuck? Yeah. What the, f-? because that's yeah. how I was when I was watching it. Like every, every turn it takes is unexpected. Hmm. And like every development that happens, there's like some incredibly profound moments hmm. and like incredibly like, uh, like well choreographed, Oh, moments some in the beautiful, movie, like yeah, moments. Yeah, man. Where, yeah, I mean, it's 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 the most creative and the most interesting movie probably of the past decade. I think yes. I could probably say that. Like most creative, that movie. I just don't even understand where that movie comes from. Honestly, I think it comes from someone who really loves cinema, like someone who really yeah. like. Probably like I, I don't really know too much about the director, honestly. And he doesn't. He's like an artist. Yeah, he's uh, like, something. He's a he's French, isn't he? Yeah, he's a French director. Of course, it's a French is. movie. Of course, it's, say, it's very French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very, very French. French. And uh, it is just so. It's so brilliant because it's like he. I feel like the director was just like, how do I, how do I bring the magic back? To cinema, because back in the day, you know, you almost you you never really saw things on screen, and when you did, it was like wow, like I've never seen that in my life, and that could be real, and I don't know if it's real or not. Yeah, you know, but now it's like we we were overflowed with just you know endless media, like you pop it on Netflix or. Amazon Prime, you get literally anything you want to watch. Mm-hmm. And you are safe and comfortable in knowing what is, you know, what is fake and what is real. Yeah. And Holy Motors says, you know what? I want to, I want people to experience, you know, the magic that we felt in the kind of the confusing arena of cinema. The magic yeah. where you believed what you, you didn't know what was real or what wasn't, and yeah, the well, fascination and mysticism behind it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a movie that in my memory plays more like a dream than a movie. It's like when I think back on the images and the things that happen in that movie. This is actually kind of blowing my mind thinking about it now because it's like. It doesn't even fucking feel like a movie when I think about it. It does feel like a crazy dream I had. Oh, for sure, yeah. And it's like there there aren't many, if any, movies um, and that occupy that's a that great mental point. space. Because uh, dreams are, um, are a, when you're in it, mm. it feels real, right? Yeah. Even though when you wake up, you think it's fake. Yeah. And maybe that's what Holy Motor is, is all about, huh? Yeah, man, that's a fucking <laughs> that's an excellent pick. That's yeah. in yeah, that's that's on my top fifty. It's like in the middle there somewhere. Fifty. I I know I'm a piece of shit, and now I'm gonna say this, and it's gonna be the hardest oh, fucking pivot from that. But uh, my my number four is uh, is the Social Network. Okay. I uh, I fucking <laughs> I know I know I fucking love this movie. I think uh, I'll keep it you know short since we like covered this movie recently. But I I think this movie is a ton of different creative people all working together, firing on all cylinders. Those people being Atticus uh, Ross and uh, 
Trent Reznor, David Fincher, and like Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Like people that are like heavy hitters. Fucking the heaviest hitters, just like hitting on all cylinders. And on top of that, like like hitting on something like uh culturally and like in our society that was incredibly like of its time and uh has become even more so just like like what's more that opening quote? Yeah, more and more relevant like Mark, I want you to understand that if people don't like you, it's not because uh, you're smart or oh, God damn. What's the fucking? Oh quote? yeah. It's because you're an asshole. It's because you're an asshole. Yeah. And it's just like, who buddy boy did that fucking call it? Um, and then the ending line. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. You try so hard to be an asshole. Yeah. God. Um, whatever but, the line was. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, we, yeah, <laughs> we, we, we got like 80% that. of it. It's yeah. fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, at, at the end of the day, that that movie is one that I put on my list because, uh, l- like, is it a theme of the movies on my list? I've rewatched it a ton of times, and it's just like there's not like an ounce of fat in that fucking movie. Like, it just moves and moves and moves, and is none of it's boring to me. Um, it's just constantly entertaining, um, and uh, yeah, I mean. I wanted to keep it short. I just I love the social oh, yeah. network. It's man. a good it's a good yeah. pick. I have it up my probably tw- top twenty five somewhere around. Yeah, there. I respect that man. Yeah, hell yeah. So we are in. I think officially. Now this is oh the top three. I'm Ugh. I'm gonna make a wild prediction. All right. Okay. I I think I think our top three are gonna be the same. I don't know. I, I think, think we're maybe gonna have the our same top two maybe three two movies. Three. Oh really? Okay. Nah, yeah. All right. I okay, well, so. what what's your number three, man? <laughs> what's my number three? I'll tell you what my number three is yeah. right after this commercial break. <laughs> no, if we had one, if we had yeah. some sponsors. Oh, I was like, are we doing something? Okay, okay. I, don't, right. I don't know what bit. It's going to be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by Quentin Tarantino. Whoa. Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah we, then figured. it might be. Well, what did you leave out? What wow. Did, okay. All right. Did I, all right, all right. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. What did I leave out? I, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, Chief. Um, I, f- I feel like I know what you're talking about, and <laughs> it also makes me feel terrible. Uh, hey, you know, I have I have 30 of those, so it's all good. Interesting. 30, 30, Once upon is time that the number of years you've been alive that you regret? <sighs> yeah. More. More. I'm only 29. Chief. I know. I wanted to just tease you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know, I was really, it was really hard for me to put this in. It really was. Yeah. Because it's recent. It's so recent. You're right. But I, I, it might sound like recent, recency bias, but I just, I just don't see it, not, it being that. Because Tarantino, he, he, he he's a son of a bitch, is what he is. He's a fucking I'm so son. Glad you, he's a you son of a bitch. Combination of words. It's so good. He's a son of a bitch, and I love him. I yeah. love I love him, and it's just so cool to see Tarantino be so vulnerable for yeah. once. Out of like, I mean, it's not to say like any of those other films are like, you know not good or anything because i love everything he's done Mm -hmm. it's just that we see a side to him where he's so vulnerable like you can tell like rick dalton is like fucking him dude like 
it's he's expressing like his love for cinema in such a heartfelt way without even also sacrificing who Tarantino is. And for that and his just ode to just cinema and really like almost changing my mind, almost changing my mind on bad cinema and like, you know, corny bad shit. Yeah. Because like I, I watched like, uh, that Dean Martin film, the one that, um, What's the wrecking name? crew, right? The wrecking crew. Yeah. And that movie stinks to high heaven. Yeah. All right. And like that once upon a time in Hollywood made me think, well, you know, everyone really worked really hard on that <laughs> and I shouldn't be such an asshole about it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, what's so cool about the magic of what Tarantino was doing in that movie. It's like yeah. who they are. Those are real people who make these bad stuff that I mean that we critique all the time and uh yet you know they they're still in it and they're still making making movies and they love the art and more power to them you yeah. know what i mean yeah man i mean that's that's a that's an excellent pick i mean i i i love that movie i'm i'm just like i'm i'm letting that one simmer for a while and i'm uh i i i'm I st- I haven't found the time to rewatch it again. Although I have uh, I have a copy now, and I'm going to, and I'm I'm excited to. I'm really mm-hmm. excited to rewatch that one. I think it's going to like grow a ton on me, um, even more so than how much I already liked it. But mm-hmm. um, because, but but yeah, it's yeah. you're right in talking about its vulnerability or uh, in Tarantino's vulnerability. It it really threw me off that movie um, in a, in a way that I. I'm, I'm still kind of like uh, kind of dealing with, but also I, I already know it's a thing that I, I love and respect and like know is going to grow on me even more. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's his love letter to like the era to, um, to his own life, his own career. Yeah. You know, for sure. the, I love the fucking scene with like the lights turning on on like the the sunset strip, I think oh, it is the one of the best scenes in cinema yeah, history. Yeah, it's so great. There's that that's like when on YouTube, you know, I think, and I I just like watch that. And the scene. song is so good by the uh, uh, yeah. the uh, I don't know it offhand. The Rolling the Rolling, rolling Stones? Stones, isn't it? Isn't it the Rolling Stones? I the think one, you're right. I think you're right. Something, baby, you're out of time. Yeah. You know that song? Yeah, 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 that's stones. right. Yeah, yeah. And that song is so perfect because you because as the like it uses your known history about Sharon Tate and yeah. you're thinking that she's about to get fucking slaughtered right now. Mm-hmm. And there's just other thing. I mean, just like just that era, just like yeah, exactly, yeah. like going away. Like well, let's let's have these lights on one last time for yeah. for this for this uh, dead. Um, genre, yeah. yeah. This, this era, this era, era of this, cinema. this, uh, yeah. Man, you never have a bad. A lot of, lot of subversive cinema. Yeah. That, that's what I'm like, kind of piecing together about like a recent trend. Mm. Thinking about like Scorsese and like Tarantino. Because as they get older, yeah. the more reflective they are. They, they, they want to play. Yeah, mm. that's man. This, this is a maybe a topic for another time. But they want to like play into what you expect of them. Mm. But then they're like, you know, but. 
we're growing here. Yeah, we're growing. You know, we want to show you that we're growing. Yeah, yeah unlike um, Michael Michael Bay. And, oh, uh, man. You know. Well, definitely a topic for another time. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> number so, three for Brent. My number three. Number three. I suspect will be <laughs> something that you have some words to say on also. Okay. Uh, right. Blade Runner 2049. Number three for that, huh? Yeah. Number three. Number three. Well, I mean, just okay. I, I, you're, the way you're saying that to me is number interesting. Three. Um, yeah, number Blade Runner 2049 is uh, Denny Villeneuve's masterpiece science fiction sequel to an already classic film by Ridley Scott, a movie that straight up improves on mm. its predecessor in almost every conceivable way. Every conceivable um, way. Boomers fucking calm down. The original movie isn't as good as you think it is. <laughs> That's, I'm just trying to be an asshole now. But uh, no, I mean, this This is a movie that from start to finish, like we all saw it together, like you, me, and Brian, I think. Um, yeah. Friend AMC. of the show, prior guest, Brian Menard. AMC Theater. AM, AMC River downtown. Center. River yeah. Center. Um, now the listeners can triangulate like my yeah. apartment. Yeah, where you live specifically <laughs> and come here and kill you in your sleep. Please do. I have nothing to live <laughs> have for. Have at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- this was this was one of those experiences, man. That that was like it was like going to church or something. It's it felt like a spiritual it's thing. Such a great way of saying. I, I just felt yeah. the thing is, it's so rare. Honestly, the, no, the next two a, movies yeah. in, in that I'm my number two and number one were yeah. similar experiences, yeah. but uh, what, but Blade Runner was one of those. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that metaphor a lot. But I want to take it a step further and say, no, we've been going to church every Sunday watching all these movies. Man. <laughs> yeah, this is when we yeah. go to fucking see the Pope, Ooh. and we're like, ah, oh, shit, or like when you hear the voice yeah. of God. <laughs> De- little Denny Denny Villeneuve just whispering, "Hello, I am Canadian. Do you like Blade Runner? <laughs> Do you like my Blade Runner movie?" <laughs> um, yeah, uh, man, this this yeah. movie just completely blew me away. Yeah. Like the the, th- I, I I especially love the theme of um of of thinking you're the hero and oh. realizing that you're not special. Oh yeah, but in doing so, the beauty in the fact that you still have an important role to play in a story or like in your life. Oh yeah. It's fucking, it's fucking beautiful, man. It's beautiful. It's in, it's insanely. Yeah, dude. Like the, yeah, the, uh, spoilers, but you should have already seen this fucking movie. Skip like two minutes. Let's say two minutes. Yeah. The, The, so essentially, you know, he thought he was Decker's, um, son. Yeah. And, uh, Turns out it was that, you know, bubble kid, bubble girl. And That's right. one of the best scenes in the fucking movie was when, oh, God, so good. Like, he's, he's you know, he's he's succumbing to his wombs, Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. And he he's he's looking at the snow. And you hear that Vangelis-like shit going on. And, like, I'm about to tear up because I love that scene so much. He's got. He looks at the snow that's falling on his face, and he thinks it's the most beautiful thing in the world. And then you have like a cut to like her, the daughter, mm-hmm. the real daughter of Decker. Yeah, and she's just simulating the snow, dancing around, and she's the real human. Yeah, 
it show it it makes you just question what the fuck does it even mean to be human, right? <laughs> it, is it about the yeah. experiences that we have, right? Yeah. So that's what's it's like. It's like I thought you couldn't get any better than fucking um, uh, what's his name um from blade runner the first one where he's like tears in the rain like that's one of the best like lines yeah absolutely but yeah. fucking deddy villain new fucking does yeah. one up better in that snow scene danny did it danny you danny fucking asshole it. no absolutely he man did it and i could it, that's like perfectly exemplifies like what you were saying about just you don't need to be you know born of some genetic thing to be special and yeah, to do be good things yeah. and do important to things. To be the protagonist of a story. Yeah, yeah. because it, all that matters is is what you do with your life, with the cards that you're dealt. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's a it's a fucking beautiful I mean it's it's the fact that there is the thematic resonance um that the story is is exciting and you're constantly like pulled into it. And I know some people couldn't get into it because it's it is slow, but it I think it's it's a great sequel in that sense, in that it it kind of matches the energy of the original movie. Oh, yeah, you know. Um, but uh, it's it's also it's I mean Roger Deakins shot it. It's one of the most beautiful movies I've ever fucking seen. Oh, um, that is without a doubt. It's gorgeous. The fucking soundtrack is great. I mean. It's uh yeah, I mean it's a fucking masterpiece, man. And it's it's one of those movies where I walked out or all of us walked out and then we fucking like smoked cigarettes outside and we yeah. were just like fuck. I mean, that was a goddamn masterpiece. Yeah. Are we all on the same page here? And we were all like, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it was absolutely. It's always like with those type of movies, you watch it in a movie and you you're so scared to like look around because you're scared yeah. that maybe people just didn't like understand the masterpiece that you like just watched yeah yeah that's why i always like look like i don't know if these people are am i the only one having a profound like experience (laughs) yeah yeah and uh luckily it wasn't that wasn't the case with this movie yeah like i remember saying to you guys it's like i don't want to say it's better than the first one but it's better than the first one yeah you know and i i Uh, yeah i agreed out the gate too for sure that yeah because I'm somebody who like really had to. You, know, you can go back and listen to our. We I forgot that we did a fucking Blade Runner episode, but yeah, yeah it, it, I was we were I was, giving that movie a lot of praise in that one. Yeah, yeah. The, the the original, original one. Yeah, yeah the, it's a movie that I I had to warm up to because I mm. had tried to get into it on multiple times and it took me like three or four times to really like click with. Mm. But um, yeah, and but, you can yeah. listen to the Revenge of the Sequel um, podcast right. where I always I did. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, it's a really Sean good. It's a really good episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, so but yeah, man. So three, three, no, two for two you. for you, two for me, two for you, and it's <laughs> and it's funny because we just talked about the damn movie. It's Blade Runner twenty forty nine <laughs> is my number two. Fucking perfect. So well, I'm glad yeah. it worked out like it, that. It, it, and we're not doing like yeah. crazy. I mean, it, we'll so see you know, that's yeah. surpri- not surprisingly. Well, that's number you- two. Wow. What did you do for number two then? My number two is is a little film by one Mm -hmm. Paul Thomas Anderson. Which one? Phantom Thread. 
shit. Phantom Thread. See, I was so fucking conflicted because I <laughs> love that movie, and I, I didn't know. I didn't know where to put it, man. I know. No, it's it's fair, man. That's how I feel about like twenty five to thirty fucking movies. Because um, that movie is yeah. so fucking good. I, yeah, and like I'm regret. <laughs> I'm almost like regretting not hey, putting. You my got pen, you got man. a good you got a good list, man. I'm glad there's this much variance. It, it's more. It's way more than I expected. Honestly, I'm kind of curious on why you put it as your numero dos, though. Yeah, number two. Yeah. Do you have so, like some like weird like fetish or something? No, man. It's it's <laughs> it's just it's it's a movie that uh is similar to The Master and I feel like we talked about this on mm. our PTA season a lot. But Phantom Thread is is just a movie that it's fucking it's beautiful. Like it's yeah. it's a fucking beautiful movie. Like start to finish it it feels perfect. From like the sound design to the performances, I I just like I've I've rewatched it like four or five times. I mm. just like put it on because I just like love having it on. It's like a friend. I like put on fucking Phantom Thread and I just want it around because I feel <laughs> like I feel like it's like I feel like I it's like having the Mona Lisa in my fucking house. Like when I, it when could, I put that it could movie serve it, it you know it does serve like a great like accent to like an aristocratic home, like, <laughs> you know not, like not that I have anywhere near. It's like um, this is home. um this is my fireplace next to my fireplace. You have Phantom Thread yeah. playing in the background. Yeah, it's <laughs> exactly yeah the fireplace. As it, you spin your globe, that's made of gold. <laughs> you know? It's uh it's it's also. A similar thing to Drive, where it's a movie that has so many collected moments and mm. scenes that just kind of add up. It just kind of builds up. Mm. It, it like builds a case for it being like one of the best movies I've ever seen. Where um, it's like from their first interaction in the uh, the restaurant is just like it 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 just feels like perfection. Like that whole interplay between them. Chef's kiss. Yeah, just. And, uh, mm. I, I love this, the image of him, like in the Alps, I just have all of these fucking images oh, in my yeah, head that like sure. never leave. And the Alps man. scene was so short. That's such no, a short exactly. It, yeah. And yet nothing, I remember, basically. I remember that scene. Exactly. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. And it's, it's, uh, ah, I, I, Phantom Thread to me is, is just, it's a perfect movie and it's, it's one that. I, I think an element of it is the fact that I never ever would have really thought that a movie like that would be something that I love so much yeah, because it's yeah. it's a like a romantic like period drama and like if, if you like ever a, a thriller in one sense kind yeah. of yeah like it definitely gets into that that weirdness uh, and that's kind of like what I love about it near the end is is the kind of dark sense of humor that it that it plays with. Um, but it's it's the tension of it. It's it's the kind of like yeah. sexy interplay between them. It's, it's it's so interesting because like the line, the thread, yeah, is yeah. so thin between mm. the sexual tension and the hatred between them. At the same time, it's such it's such a a, a great interplay of these yeah. these two almost diametrically polar like. Uh, feelings yet so similar at the same time. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, for sure. It's, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's got like a couple of the best performances. Uh, Daniel day Lewis is, uh, he went out on a fucking the highest possible note as far as I'm concerned. Um, what was, Oh God. Okay. I'd be remiss not to mention this scene, but it's like, I, I think the, I think my favorite scene in a movie in the past decade is in phantom thread. And it's the scene when, um, Reynolds Woodcock goes to get Alma at the party. Oh yeah. And it's, it's just one of the most fucking beautiful things I've ever seen. I think because it's so layered. The sound design is incredible. Like the imagery is amazing. Mm. It's Reynolds Woodcock coming in and you're hearing the like chaos of the party as the sound, the score, the Johnny Greenwood again scores Mm. in the background and they begin to like change volumes and the Greenwood score takes over. And it's just, it just like is him honing in on Alma in this room, just full of chaos, him trying to find like his point of like focus and the only thing that he cares about. And, uh, Ah, God, dude. I just, I fucking, I love that movie. It's, mm. I think it's a masterpiece and it's like one of the best movies it I've ever is. seen. It is. Yeah. And now it's so close to making my 10 <laughs> and I feel like I'm glad sh- you got the other two fucking PTAs though. I'm happy that like we cover yeah. the PTA fucking yeah. ground. Yeah. I don't know why. Cause I was just, <laughs> it was, it was, it, I think it kept being switched out in the top 10. Yeah. Me. And, uh, I don't know why it didn't make it. But well, I'm fucking fascinated to see what your mind if I hit the yeah chief. for what my my numero yeah. my numero numero uno uno yeah we're on one right yeah I'm gonna I mean, high five you so fucking hard if we have the same one we might I don't know I don't you, think we do okay all right what what's yours man Inception. Is number we one. don't we don't I didn't f- I figured that we didn't yeah but hell yeah Inception Props, is a movie that is perfect <laughs> <laughs> and nice. you know I, I say that in a way that is like. I mean, yeah, sure. There's, there's like little things that, you know, are, are not like spotless, but I mean, perfect cinema. It's like a movie that has everything you would want in a movie. Maybe, yeah. maybe not the whole, no, it's got, it's got a little bit of romance. It's got, it's got a little bit of action. It's got a little bit of science. It's got a little bit of psychology. It's got a little bit of family. It's got a little bit of Leo. It's got a little, it's got bit, a little of bit of Leo. It's got a little bit of everything, and everything in it is just so cool. It's such a <laughs> cool movie. It's a, a movie that's also like just the essence of what movies are. You know, well, definitely, man, with, with especially with the 
we we're talking about a lot of movies that we've covered on the podcast, which is, is kind of a cool yeah, the, the, thing. Maybe that's um, what inspired inspired our seasons for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, as our passion, yeah, for the movies we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I mean, well, and the inherent metaphor mm-hmm. that we talked about on the Inception episode. Um, I mean, it's right there, man. It's it's cinema. It's it's movie making. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah. In- Inception is like a movie that I can like. I can't forget like any of like a lot of the scenes in that movie. Mm-hmm. It was as a twenty-something year old. I, yeah. It's kind of cool that I'm still like because I was like twenty when I saw it, and I remember seeing it with a bunch of friends, and I was just like, I, "What? Like, how is this? A, yeah. How does this exist? <laughs> how is this movie? So, something that's just so right up my alley." Uh-huh. I I I, was, I couldn't I couldn't understand or parse like uh, yeah on how well it was and this made it to number one only because it made it it was twenty ten so it's right yeah on the no cusp. it's in there man yeah for sure yeah and it's just it 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 it, it would be hard for me to choose any other movie for my yeah i i had forgotten one i'd forgotten about an in, in inception until you you said it just now but it's it's my it's i think my 12 or 13 it's right you there, forgot man. about it well no 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 i i meant like being on like Number us talking one. about it right now but it's yeah. my 12 or 13 it's like right there man i i was like is inception really not gonna be on my list i guess mm. maybe it's not but i f- i fucking love inception too man um it's it's a fucking ingenious movie that that really exemplifies every single thing that Nolan's good at, mm. um, like original high concept sci fi idea that's mm. like a lot for people, but also like putting it in this this like mostly populist package of like pure entertainment. You can so consume it yeah. as a layman, and exactly. it made one point one mm. billion dollars at the box office. It was like a hit, yeah. which is crazy for that concept. For that concept, a yeah. dream world. That's uh, like a, a David Lynch movie, but yeah. it's like he knows how to package shit, man. Like he's mm. brilliant that way. And it's there's still stuff in there for the people who are a little bit less of a you know populist bent, and that's mm. what's so cool. It's like. You'll 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 talk to the the people who are not really into movies, and they'll say, "Oh, it was you know this action sequence was cool, you know, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth." Yeah. And then you'll talk to like you know the 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 the, the fucking loser our movies people <laughs> who are like, "Oh man, what do you think was it? The, was it real at the end and shit? Or what was yeah. what was the um." What was his uh, his, his totem? Uh, his totem, yeah. You know, well, it was real. I mean, his totem. I feel, I feel was like his, that's been de- yeah been settled. Yeah. But you know, it was yeah. at the time. You yeah. know, when it oh, came for out, sure. when you walk out and you're, you're like, like, oh, oh fuck, what? was that yeah. real? Yeah. And then only until recently, like I found out that his totem was his was his goddamn his, wedding his ring. Goddamn wedding ring. Yeah. Fucking Nolan, dude. Fuck that guy, man. Yeah. <sighs> the, mo- the movie. Nolan. I think is just something that I will, if I have kids, you know, I'm gonna, it's, you, when they pop out of that womb, uh, there'll be a Blu-ray of uh, Inception playing. Hand right it there. to them right out, fresh out the womb. Well, here you go. Pop that in the Blu-ray player. Yeah, if they even know if Blu-rays, it's even an outdated exist, technology. Then. Go find one and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a fucking excellent pick. Man. Yeah, I could I I couldn't see myself uh, choosing yeah. anything else. All right. Well, and 
And I just don't know what you're you're uh, my 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 number one um is arrival. You know, I I could I I was gonna I should have guessed that one. Yeah. I yeah. uh yeah, man, this this is uh this is so this is a movie that uh came out that I, I think I I think a lot of the reason like reasons that this movie is is uh really sticking with me and like profound with me is that is kind of how it's hitting me at certain times in my life. Yeah. So uh we saw this movie I think a day or two after Trump got elected, first of all, which was a really mm-hmm. fascinating time to see this movie because the the whole message of arrival is about how important communication is yeah. and and how important it is to understand people that are different from you uh to like reach like a, a higher understanding basically um and uh and 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 I've seen it a few times now I I watched it uh pretty recently having a child and uh yeah that whole like me. subs yeah no, no, yeah no. It, well and i i should i want to mention this too because like uh after we saw this on the drive home amy my wife had like kind of an existential crisis and this is before uh we were even pregnant or like had our kid or anything she she kind of had a crisis of like like how, how do you come to a decision where you decide to still have a child knowing what's going to happen to them. Yeah. And I think that that kind of emotional twist of In the movie, arrival, yeah, yeah. Um is, is something that like it, it, it is makes pretty it crazy. It's yeah. really yeah, man. It it's really it hits me so fucking hard now. Like I watched it to know uh, that having like, a kid now. Yeah, to know like you're not gonna end up with like yeah. the person that you love right now. Yeah, yeah. Is a fucking crazy yeah. thing, you well, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. in 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 the cr- the yeah. yeah, I mean the thing that hits really hard now yeah. is is uh, oh god, what's Amy Adams' character's name? I'm forget I'm forgetting her name, but yeah. uh, the relationship with her daughter and kind of how that played out, and mm. and realizing that like just because something is doomed doesn't mean you shouldn't do it do it yeah and doesn't mean that the experiences They're and like US the ballot. the emotions and the the moments that you have on that journey aren't worth doing yeah and uh that's something that it, fucking hit me like yeah, a ton of bricks cuz the movie man. is like a shot against nihilism like the, it's you know what i mean it's a, it's a denny thing man it's yeah. like a denny villain new thing where it's like fuck nihilism he is, yeah. he's an immensely like empathetic filmmaker for yeah. sure and i think that's like why i love him as a director because like mm. arrival it it can't it's it it felt like a fucking shot of adrenaline mm. but like pure empathy yeah in into like a moment in time when there was very little yeah. you know and it, it it i just find it as like a very cathartic like almost mm. like blanket of a movie to like right. watch now uh having a kid and also like in a darker world, you know, more or less. But well, I love that you picked Arrival because I was also debating. This is probably my top twenty-two. Like, yeah, I, I, I was, I was. I the only reason why I didn't put in my top ten is because I haven't watched it as much as the mm. other ones. I think um, because surely if I did, um, I think it would it would have breached it. Yeah, because I haven't. Down, ha- yeah, because yeah. you know, like I I just 
I have it. I have it on Blu-ray and everything. But yeah, you know, I just haven't uh, got around to to um, watching again. But that's what's so great is that like like piggybacking of what you said. Mm-hmm. It's because I think you know to be like completely serious and kind of like take things into a more emotional level now. I think our generation's like, you know, it's sad because it's just like a bunch of nihilists. Like, I feel like a lot of like uh, young people feel like, you know, that there is no God. Therefore, you know, why should I give a shit about anything? Mm -hmm. And like, fuck everything because there's not some like greater thing behind it. Yeah. And Arrival is like, you know, it shows that sort of like, it doesn't, yeah, sure, like everything comes to an end, but why, why ruin the journey to it? You know, like there's inherent meaning and still something to live for within those moments in time, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it sucks that like, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy with Nihilist. It's just like... Yeah. Well, if you're just going to keep thinking about the inevitable, I mean, yeah, it's going to, of course it's going to happen to all of us, but you're going to ruin what you have this like precious time that you have with people that you love and, you know, with just like brooding about that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it sucks. It's not good, you know? Yeah. It it feels, it feels like a conscious, uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, like like counterattack towards mm. that kind of like ideology and mm. and that kind of cynicism almost. Mm. Um, it's yeah, man. It's 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 a really beautiful movie that like yeah. uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna watch so many times. I I think it's just like an important movie. Like like philosophically, I think mm. it kind of changed the way I kind of see. I don't know, like being a parent almost yeah and uh i think it did for amy too like i th- I feel like it did for her like uh on on some level also yeah and, you you know. get, i mean you you always hear you, you know what movie we haven't mentioned at all which should be mentioned is kind of first reformed also it's kind of on the sure yeah yeah you know i think um, that's in my 50 yeah yeah definitely a movie that is an honorable mention here um, it's it's very much in that vein yeah yeah and you know in the sense like it was the opposite of what Amy Adams was doing that one guy, the environmental activist, he's like, I can't even imagine like bringing a child into this world. That's just going to get fucked up by, you know, all the pollution and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And that's why, he, you know, spoilers, like he fucking shoots himself in the face. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, what, what have you accomplished, you know, doing that? Yeah, exactly. Like, sure. Like, you know, I mean, Honestly, like, no one knows what the fuck's going to happen. Yeah. Like, everyone... I mean, this is, like, off movies, but, like, no one... Honest, you can't say that things are going to go to shit, and you can't say that things are going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah you, you don't can't know. say either one. Yeah. that You can't be... Because, like, both of them, both of those viewpoints, this, the, uh, the, the cynicist and the... The cynical one and the optimist one, they're both wrong because... They're assuming they're both blind and ignoring, mm. like, what are the actual facts of, like, reality, right? Mm. 
the optimist is always just assuming that things are going to go exactly the good, the best way, and it doesn't. And the the cynic is assuming everything's going to go bad. Well, no, a lot of good things happen too. So it's like, fuck all that and just have a good life. I don't know, like yeah. live in the present moment as opposed to just you know, yeah. Okay. And that that's that's what I find so beautiful yeah. about the metaphor that it's it does it does something that I love about science fiction that kind of only science fiction can do is it like breaks the laws of reality to like convey drive home about idea. reality huh to convey something about reality yeah exactly yeah. and it, it it's the it's the the twist in that movie is so fucking well done man when when yeah. all of and time it's, it's starts leveling technically out cliche but it's done yeah. in such a great way it's yeah. yeah it's done in such a good way where like her entire life is laid out in front of her eyes and just just the way that that's portrayed cinematically is mm. so ingenious where it it plays with your understanding of film and cinema at the beginning where you're like oh this is clearly in the past because that's how movies work. It's a flashback. Mm. And then in the end, when you realize like, holy fuck, none of this has happened yet. It's like her realizing this now. And she has to make the decision to like go through all of that pain. And is it worth it? And like, oh man, Jesus Christ. It's, it's, uh, I fucking love it, man. Yeah. yeah arrival. arrival is fucking, that's a good choice yeah. for number one. That yeah. is a very good choice. As is yours, man. Good, good fucking yeah. picks. I really thought Some there'd be a little more. Less over. There were only two, I think. Only two. Over. Only two that's that really weird. crossed over, but, uh, I guess, you, yeah, that's you, crazy. you got some quick uh, honorable mentions. We're we're going we're going real long. I think we're post two hours. I mean, arrivals on there. <laughs> hey, there you go. Right. <laughs> Dunkirk, uh, Hateful Eight. You know, Interstellar. Mm. I know how you feel about that movie, but you know, like, hey, you know, Interstellar. You know, uh, it's about fifty-eight. You know. uh, <laughs> yeah, I got, I got, I got a Snowpiercer in here. I fucking that movie's a blast. I got the Master. Can, can we do something real quick? Yeah, what's up? But sort by the worst rating on your... Oh, geez. I want to see your top 10 worst seen movies. Just ever? No, in the 2010s. Oh, the shit. Decade. Well, let me figure out how to near, uh, where to go for that. <laughs> yeah, these are about right. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, this is great. I want this to... Okay, yeah. what, what, are, what are yours? Okay. <laughs> should I start from number 10? I should start from number 10. Oh God! I'll just pick them out here. Well, Chappie is uh, is in there, so yeah, Chap Chappie. Oh boy, is real bad. Ghostbusters, not the original. We all, you know, the the Paul oh, Feig boy. joint. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Star Trek Into Darkness. I hate wow, that. Okay. I actively hate that movie. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. You know, the Mummy. We, which I haven't even finished. We never even <laughs> finished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's um, true. Justice League. Yep. <laughs> Suicide Squad is my number one hated movie. Yeah. Yeah. That, that Wait, which one? Suicide Squad. Oh, Suicide man. Squad. That uh, one is a fucking terrible fucking movie. Let's see. Okay. I got, uh, ooh, boy, Last Airbender's number one. Ooh, yeah. Uh, ooh, Blart Mall Cop 2 is in oh, there. MVP right there. Uh, Suicide Squad. Yep. 
Yep. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, that one's in there too for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mummy, I got in there. Hmm. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Wow, you Pile actively of dog shit. Man, you sucks. actively hate that movie. I hate that movie. It's, I need to watch it just to know why you hate it so much. It's fucking sucks. So I got great. uh two Transformers movies in here. Don't know which ones, don't really care. <laughs> um let's see. Grown Ups 2. Grown I don't think up. I even finished that. I don't think I did. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is another one. Movie sucks mm. fucking ass. Um okay. <laughs> you want you want to talk real quick our favorite directors? Yeah. Um, you go first with numero cinco. Okay. Let's get the obvious ones out of the way, right? Well, We're going to have like four that are the same. Villain wave. Yeah, of course. Denny. Yeah. We got our Denny. boy Denny. We said his name multiple mm-hmm. times. I mean, the guy's just had an insane run. He, he, Enemy, prisoners, has, in prisoners in my 50. Yes. Um, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Arrival. Arrival. Um, What's the other big one? There's another incendi- one. Incendiaries or whatever it is. I haven't like seen one that one. Big one, I thought. But yeah, yeah. Guys had uh, the guys fucking crazy a genius. He's yeah, crazy. I mean he's it's great. Yeah. What I love about him, and I kind of said this in Arrival, is that uh, he's like a big time like empath. Like he's a, you can tell that the guy just has like immense empathy, but he's also making huge budget films, and that. That for somebody who feels a lot watching movies is is really exciting. Uh, Nolan, oh, oh, is he in your? Is he not in your five? Of course he is. Come oh, of on. course he. Yeah, of course okay. Nolan is. I didn't have a Nolan movie in my ten, which is a fucking tragedy. I, that I, yeah, Inception. Hey, they're all right there 10. flirting. They're all right there flirting at the. Well, at, at the least cusp. he made your. At least he made your. Of five? course, I, I, yeah, yeah I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm aware of that, and uh, PTA. Of course, Pete. Only three, but fucking all three masterpieces. Yeah, but Quentin Tarantino. Is he not in there? Uh, hold on. You not put him, did you not put him in your top five, Tarantino? That's funny. Hateful Eight. It's, yeah, huh. Tarantino. Tarantino. I, it was <laughs> I was like, like what was I, the I thing is, I put Tarantino slash Scorsese and I, that was yeah. for me to pick between one of the uh, other. But yeah. I was like, if I'm being honest, yeah, I think Tarantino. Scorsese has had a hell of a decade still, too. Yeah, like, he's yeah. still on a tear. He's still, like, in his 70s doing that great stuff. Ripping butt cheeks apart, yep. <laughs> you betcha. Um, I'm interested what your, what your, what's your fifth. Well, I'll give you a clue. Yeah. You can just look to my top ten to find out. Oh, Garland. Yeah, Alex Garland made it. I wanted I wanted to give him yeah. a shout out. I, like I, I put him in my in yeah, not my five, but uh you know who's in my five. I don't think I'd be too happy with. <laughs> but uh well, is uh, is one Damien Chazelle. Oh actually. no, I, I have no problem with that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I he's I just, a good director. He is. I, I had yeah. uh Two, I'm telling you, Chazelle re- movies in my the 20s. reason why I don't like them is purely not <laughs> even the Academy. It's the Academy, yeah. and it's purely because of his face. His face. <laughs> it's not even like yeah. It's not even anything logical. Yeah. Well, I feel you, man. No, it's it's just yeah. It's I like- I had I I love La La Land, and I I uh, I think that's. Probably his yeah. weakest movie, and that's crazy. But I, I think Whiplash 
is a masterpiece, and I think mm. First Man's a masterpiece. Like First Man is probably yeah, I, I think it's in it's it. in my twenty or twenty five. Like First Man, I think is an incredible uh, movie that I I would love mm. to like talk more at length about because I think it's a really special movie. But um, but yeah, so I think that's that's our five. Yeah, I figured well, we have he, like four. Dame, of Damien the same. Chazelle also didn't make any of your tens. Yeah, well, that's what I was. Yeah, I know, but this it's like interesting. It's, he was close. First man was close. Whiplash is my like twelve, mm. so um, like eleven or twelve. Like that, I love that's Whiplash. so interesting. Yeah, because yeah. like all let me see, all my directors had made at least one movie on the on my top ten. Yeah, I think you had. Because Tarantino didn't make any of your top ten either, and yet you know no. he made you. But top but director. yeah, I'm just looking at like their 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 work and aggregate, their like yeah, decade, yeah. their aggregate work. But yeah. no, it was between Chazelle and Garland. Like oddly enough, I I, I a, had like Chazelle well, slash yeah. Garland on here because Garland only got two, but boy, those were some two. Yeah, those yeah his yeah. two man are uh, two of the best fucking movies of the decade. Mm-hmm. I can agree with you there. Um, now, what is your the best? Year the best year of the aughts of wait is that what it is the I don't know the twenty tens I guess the twenty tens yes <sighs> am I gonna I, go I got first? mine at the ready man I got I got mine with look, look ten let me pull examples it up. okay you go first then what is it? I, actually I'm sorry I have uh, fifteen examples of of why this year is the best all right so. Go ahead. 2013 hmm. was a special moment in cinema. 2013 had her mm. Wolf of Wall Street. I'll throw Gravity in there, even though I don't. You know, Gravity's fine. Yeah, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Prisoners, <laughs> Inside Lewin Davis, Snowpiercer, Under the Skin, another movie That's I fucking thing. love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enemy. You had two Denny's in the same fucking two, year. Two, two Denny's. Denny's. It's like a. It's a bingo. That that is that is a bingo. You got two Denny's on the menu. Uh, Short term twelve, a movie that was in my ten for a long time. Actually, uh, have you seen Short Term Twelve? No. What is that? Uh, it's it's a kind of the movie that put Brie Larson on the map. Um, it's uh, her. Are you telling me that Captain Marvel didn't do that? <laughs> well, that. That is another uh, well, I won't speak about <laughs> that, but uh, no, Short Term 12 is an incredible movie about like uh, these like young 20 something kids who help run a like at risk center for uh, young kids. And it's like it, it's like it's like Brie Larson's first big movie, Rami Malek's first big movie, Lakeith Stanfield's first big movie. Uh, it, it's like all these young actors that went on to be like the next up and coming like hot shit. Um, but, uh, other 2013 movies still going, it's still it's an going. incredible year. Uh, only lovers left alive, which was also in my 10, that movie you have to fucking see, man, that movie fucking rules only lovers left alive. Uh, it's a vampire movie hmm. Hmm. with, uh, Tom Hiddleston only God forgives I threw that in there for you. Oh, that's nice. That's uh, nice. That is considerate. How, yeah. You don't actually like that movie. It's I, I don't dislike it. I think it's fine. Well, everyone hates that movie. I, uh, hate <laughs> I just saw it, and I was like, I got to throw that in there. Uh, the Wind Rises. Uh, You've been up, talking about that a lot, yeah. Yeah, it's an amazing movie. Upstream Color and Iron mm. Man 3, just to round it I'm out. I'm glad you uh, 
give shout out to a little Shane Carruth action. Yeah. But yeah, I think all those came out in 2013. So I think it's it's a it's a great year. It's it's funny because like I was debating on 2013 as well. Oh yeah, as my um, what what'd you go with? I, I, you know, just to just to make things different from you. You know, just to <laughs> change it up. You know, yeah. I chose. 2017. Oh, good ass year, man. 2017, you got a lot of cool movies like... You got Dunkirk Donkey. You Mm. got Blade Runner 2049 that we just talked about. Phantom Thread. Mm -hmm. John Wick 2, arguably the best John Wick. I'd say so. I'd say so. You got the controversial Mother, which I loved. But yeah, that floated in my 50 Mm -hmm. that floated around my 50. I should say that movie is the best atheist movie in existence. It is. It is. And speaking of atheism, First Reformed is also in that that year. No, it's 2017. Sure. Okay. And Get Out, which is one of the Hey, there we go. Yeah. 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 Baby Driver. Oh, solid movie. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Call Me By Your Name. Great movie. Yeah. That's that's in my 50. Mm -hmm. I love that movie. Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming. Hey, fun Man. time. We saw it together. You yeah, were in we your did. Spidey costume. Is... Was I? Yeah, you were, oh. I think. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Logan. We saw that together, too, for my That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For your, no, for your bachelor Yeah, my party. bachelor party, the day that yeah. I was dying. Yeah, it was cool. I, that my body was collapsing. Three billboards out of Evan, Missouri. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good one. Good, good time. One. Mm-hmm. Was a good time. Good, t- wow, the 2017, huh? 2017. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Fucking killing a sacred deer. Yeah. A, a ghost store. I'm surprised you didn't throw Yorgos in your five. Yeah, I was. I was also thinking because the favorite. Yeah. I forgot to mention that was an honorable mention. Was the favorite? Oh, okay. that, I love that movie. Yeah, so favorite's great. Um, Wind River, great movie. Jeremy Renner's yep, yep, not yep. canceled yet. Apparently, so yeah, whatever. Yeah. So we can still say it's a good. <laughs> yeah, Wind <laughs> River is great. Yeah. yeah. No brawl in cell block ninety nine, dude. Oh, Thor nice. Ragnarok. One of the best of the th- of the, the Thor movies. <laughs> I'd, I'd argue <laughs> probably Marvel. the best. Yeah, yeah. Garden, you know, you got a lot. And yeah, T two transplant. There's a lot of shit in here. And yeah, 2017. Yeah. 2017 was a special one, man. Mm-hmm. I I remember doing my trying to do my top ten and being like, "Fuck, man." Well, 2017 was also uh, uh, War Apes, which I know I know you have Warps. no context for, but yeah. I know War War Planet of the Apes was in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was a good year, man. 2013, 2017, both, uh, both great years. So tweet at us if you disagree with any yeah. of the shit that we talked about. Yeah. What, spot, what, what would your top 10 yeah. of the decade be guys? If you, uh, don't use letter, this isn't a plug or any, like an official plug. They don't sponsor us, but yeah, go to letterboxd and, and, you know, search some movies and find your top 10 and, and shoot them at us. I, I always love reading people's uh, top ten movies. I, th- I think they really speak to uh, who the person is. Uh, they feel really personal. It's a good way to like learn about people. Yeah, and um, if, if you can, you know, you can learn to either be friends with them or you know maybe not. Yeah, exactly. Based on the, the choices they make. Yeah, maybe <laughs> if they have uh, the emoji movie. In their one through ten, maybe, maybe report them worth. to the police. I don't know because they're an android <laughs> created by Apple or something. 
because <laughs> they love emojis. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Um, but yeah, man. Any any closing thoughts on uh, the decade in in movies? Um, this is a it, big it question. Was, I guess. It, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it is. It, it's so cool that we did this because. Yeah. If you think about the 2010s, it was really the decade of the most learning, I think, for the both of us for movies. Because Definitely. You think about the 2000s, uh, you know, I don't think either of us were smart enough to really even like understand movies mm-hmm. as well as we did in the 2010s. Yeah. That's when and, I saw There Will Be Blood and just didn't get it at all. Yeah. I didn't get that movie. There's all. so many movies that we watched in the 2000s mm-hmm. that we didn't get. And yeah. now we, you know, you know, now we get more context. And even before that, even worse. So 2010s is like probably the the blooming of our uh, yeah. cinema love, if, if you, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And you know what, man? I'm looking forward to a whole new decade of watching movies with my best bud, Brent. Hey. Give a little fist bump off. Got a little fist bumping. Yeah, got a little sentimental there, but it's true. It's it's been a blast watching it. Because a lot of these movies we watched together. Yeah. So it was cool. Yeah, a lot uh, of top ten movies have been seen together for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to... uh, a whole new decade of more movies and whole more new conversations. A bunch of and, exciting filmmakers. And hopefully the world doesn't end, but, you know, we can't think yeah. about that. Hey, let's, let's keep uh, watching movies. Let's do this again, man. 2029, <laughs> November, December-ish yeah. uh, time period. Let's mm-hmm. fucking do this. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, if anything, I mean, this will be a cool little, like, uh, time... Time capsule. Time capsule yeah. of, like, uh, who we were at the time. Okay, what, was going what would you like to say to... Oh, man, 2029, Brent? 2029, Brent, and 2029, Adam, yeah. Okay, so... 2029, like, Blade Runner 2040, shit. 2029, Brent, 2029. Um, Hopefully (laughs) having, uh, like, 12-year-old is cool and fun and exciting. Mm. Uh, He'll be in... Atticus will be in, like, middle school? No, 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 elementary school, I guess. You don't need to know, it's fine. Yeah, hopefully that's hopefully that's going fine. Hopefully uh there's some stricter gun laws by then. Uh hopefully you have more money and make more money. That'd be great. Um but uh yeah. I mm. love you, future Brent. That's that's mostly what I want to say. Mm. And uh love yourself. <laughs> and hopefully you're not fat again. If you're fat again, <laughs> I'm going to be fucking mad. It's like the, the epic tale of Brent's body weight. Just yeah, it's always uh, moving. Up and man. down. It's, like moving. it's like Odysseus's wing. travels <laughs> up and down the, the river. There you go. What, about, what, what do you want to say to future Adam? Oh, man. Dear Adam of 2029. <laughs> um, man, it's hard because you never really think about like... 10 years. I definitely don't. I'm yeah. ne- I've never been somebody who really thinks. About yeah. yeah sure, which is not good. Probably. I hope that, you know, y- you are still keeping up with all the people that, you know, that you love right now, because I know that, um, when you were younger, you didn't quite appreciate all the people that um, you had around 
And I'm hoping by then that you are fully formed in your relationships and, um, you know, really appreciate those around you and, you know, give them all the love that you can because that's all the time we got. We don't got much time. So no, yeah. ye- no need to waste it on, uh, you know, holding grudges or any of that stuff. So hats off to you if you made it that far, Adam. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. So It's a perfect note. To uh, end things on, you yeah. make me cry. Oh, <laughs> shit. Um, yeah, guys, yeah, thanks for yeah. listening. Uh, mm. And uh, oh, I guess we probably should have mentioned this at the beginning, but thanks yeah. for listening for a couple uh, hours. But yeah. this is kicking off um, uh, right back into the Cameron and Bigelow. Yeah, it took a, it took a uh, half half season break. Yeah, it took a little gap. Yeah, we were yeah. busy boys, uh, mostly me as a busy boy moving. Well, and no, shit. Uh, you know, I, mm-hmm. I was sick and I had a lot of. I went to Europe and you all needed that. some yeah. travel. You needed some, some traveling. Yeah. Working on director yeah. showdown really takes it out of you. And yeah, you, know, you got to get some vacations in every half season or so. Because as you yeah. know, we we are we do so much research. Yeah, God, we just do so much work. Yeah. It's just it's endless. Insane. Really, we read um, all your emails, all one of them. <laughs> From spam from bot yeah, at yeah. Yahoo. God damn it. It's not even a real um, but, spam bot. But yeah, I think uh, finally next week, yes, we're back with T2, and then we're doing Strange Days, and then yeah. we're right back into and it. And you're probably going to hear us explaining, welcome back after a season. Yeah, exactly. We're, you're going to hear us recap this same shit because we didn't know we were going to do this until like last week. Right. But uh, yeah. but anyway, um, thank you guys so much for listening, mm-hmm. and uh, we love you. And we love you so much, and happy... Yeah. New Decade Director Showdown. Yeah, for sure. Have a good Christmas. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. And uh, have a good uh, 2020. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Why, why not? Why 2020 that? vision. We love you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.